eat my shorts. Welcome to the Dave Lee Down Under Podcast. I'm, of course, your host, Dave Lee, and this is episode 12. We've reached the dozen, a dozen episodes of the Dave Lee Down Under Podcast. Doesn't feel like it. Very exciting. Very exciting. Of course, you can join us every single Monday here on the podcast. The episode's going out on all podcasting platforms, including Apple Podcasts, Spotify, Google, Amazon Music, and Audible. We're on all of them now, which is great. Uh, the visual element is also available to view on YouTube, which goes out two days early to Patreon supporters at www. I don't know why I always say that. Don't need the www. anymore. It's old. It's old school. Only old people like me. Patreon.com forward slash Davely Down Under. That's where you can head if you'd like to support us on the Patreon for as little as one dollar do a month. Um, you can find me on uh, YouTube at Davely Down Under and over on Twitter and Instagram. Uh, there are links for that down in the uh, in the description of all podcasts. So you can just click through and. By the wonders of the internet, you can go on through. Uh, if you'd like to write into the show, you can shoot me an email at davelypod at gmail.com. And if you're listening on podcast platforms, please leave a rating and a review. Only good ones, though. Only the good ones. They help. The bad ones don't help. Luckily, we haven't had any bad ones yet, but knock wood. Well, not that we know of. <laughs> yeah, well, well, yeah. No, actually, I found a way. I, I did say a couple of weeks ago, I found a way to view the international reviews. So it's all good around the world so far, which is absolutely beautiful. Of course, that uh, that fine voice you hear next to me, that deep, grovelly voice, is, of course, Mr. Old Mate Rick. The old man's voice. G'day, guys. Yeah. I hope everyone's okay. Thanks for joining me again. We certainly are. Yeah, Actually, we are. Getting Going real on. good now. Getting real good, which is beautiful. Um, yeah. Uh, we are three weeks, of course, we record this on a Friday. 21 days today. 21 Woo! days, COVID-free. Um, as far as uh, new cases or uh, or any um, deaths or anything, we have zero, double zero for three weeks straight, which is in Melbourne Very after, nice. after we had, was it 700, 700 or something at one, point, in, yeah. at one point, not too long ago. Crazy, man. So we've done well, everyone in Melbourne. Yeah, very good. Well, majority of people in Melbourne. Anyway. Oh, yeah. <laughs> yeah. There's been some dicks out there. but well, you know, exactly. There's always a few. Get them everywhere. Yeah. Um, but, yeah, we're doing okay. We went out to the – well, we didn't really go out to the city, but we kind of got out of the uh, the area for the first time in months uh, yeah. the other day. Well, of course, we've been in that lockdown. Yeah, we? we've been in a massive lockdown. Where we you, you know, originally it was only 5K radius we were allowed to travel, and then it moved to 25K. Yeah. And there were still restrictions on the reasons you could leave home, yeah. but now that's all gone. There's no all open. Go we can, where you we want. We can now go back into regional Victoria, yeah. and we can live a normal-ish sort of life now. Yeah, there's Crazy. no COVID there's, normal. Yeah, COVID, your favourite oh, saying. Fuck, I hate that. <laughs> COVID normal. Crikey. My God. And the, and the other one they always sprout. We're all in oh, this together. together. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. Okay, we are, but you know, like, yeah. I've heard it enough what now. The hell? Uh, but yeah, so we got out of the we got out of the, the area, the bubble, and we sort of got into the city, sort of North Melbourne way, right on the outskirts of the CBD. Yeah, which is good. 
Got to my favourite record store. And it was, f- it was funny because we I remember we were, we were driving back yeah. and I just know, looked across to the right and thought, geez, look at the skyline. It's uh, yeah, it different. changed. Yeah. changed an, an enormous amount, and particularly for you because you haven't been out that way for oh, yeah, yeah. a couple of years now. Well, because you're well, over, well yeah, yeah. Yeah, but not from that, not no, from that not, side not of town. Yeah, yeah, true. True, yeah. Yeah, because I was uh, overseas for like a year and a half. Yeah. Yeah, crazy. Yeah, so got down to my favourite record store, Heartland Records, down near the uh, North Melbourne, Vic Mal- uh, down near the Vic Market. Yeah. What's his name? What's the guy's name? Uh, Paul. Paul. Hey, Paul. G'day, Paul. Uh, but yeah, so Paul, great guy, works at the record store there. He's been there for years, years and years. years, and years. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, so I just love it. I love going there and just you know I had him put something because so, we had record store day. They do the big record store day yeah, how long ago? every year, months ago, months ago. Uh, but this year, obviously with COVID, we were locked down, we couldn't get out. Yeah, and it's sort of like the way they did it this year, they like stayed it over various days, and those who could go, you had to go and like line up outside. And he apparently he'd come to the door and you tell him what you want. And he goes in, he brings it out and whatever. Whereas usually it's like just a mad pat spree oh, yeah. to go yeah, in exactly the store, right. run in and try and grab the record you're yeah. after. But I mess it, um, I got him to put something aside for me. Um, and so I was lucky to go down there and uh, lucky he did that and I was able to finally go down there and pick it up now that we're all open up. And the only reason, um, the reason he did it, he did a freebie for him a couple of years yeah, ago. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So he's sort of got a fairly good relationship with him, yeah. which is good. So it's beautiful. So, yeah. Um, and, yeah, so I just thought while I was there, Pick up a couple of other things too. Walk just, out, just a couple. Spending a hundred bucks. Yeah. <laughs> Crikey. Oh, well, I've got to support local. Got to exactly support, right. Got to, I thought, got to support those that have been doing it tough. Usually when I go in there and I've, I'll always buy stuff, I'll probably usually spend about a hundred bucks in there. Just, you know, you've got to support the local, the no, small, no, no, independent tell records. tell the truth. Yeah, maybe a couple of hundred. Two, three, would, yeah. hundred, maybe. <laughs> maybe. This time was only a couple of things I wanted to pick up. So, yeah, so that was good fun. I enjoyed that. Just to kind of, we weren't out long, but it was just sort of like just to get out, bit of fresh air, see the city skyline again. And just go into the record store and get a couple of things. Oh, it's just it's so good. Yeah, it was good. So good. Um, but unfortunately, our sa- well, I was going to say our South uh, Australian family had just headed into a big six-day lockdown. Uh, but we've just heard, literally before we sat down, that they're coming out early because some idiot out there lied about contact tracing or something or other. I reached out to a friend, uh, one of my friends over in, in, in Adelaide, Alison, and she told me that, yeah, apparently it was some guy worked in a pizza shop and he said he told contact tracers that he caught it from ordering a pizza and so they shut down the whole uh, city or the, or the whole state because they thought that he'd caught it from a pizza box and, like, that's like, oh, shit, someone's <laughs> got moron. it from yeah. Because this whole time everyone's been a bit antsy about takeaways and, oh, you can't... You know, there's been no cases of people catching it from takeaway boxes of stuff and they've gone, oh, shit, someone's caught it from a pizza box. Anyway, apparently turned out the guy um, worked at a pizza shop and caught it from someone at the pizza shop or had been a, um, a close, or co- a close or, contact or something yeah. with someone at the pizza shop. What a dick. Man, so what they shut dick. the whole city down and the um, was the chief health officer or someone saw on the news before he's like, I'm absolutely fuming. Uh, the premier, I think it was. Oh, jeez. Like, just fuming that we've, you oh, know. Oh, yeah. He wasn't someone, happy. No, not wasn't at all. happy. Unbelievable. Um, so, yeah, we were going to wish our South Oz fam a, you know, a good six weeks to take it easy, and, but apparently they're reopening oh, no, tomorrow. It was only six, it was only six days. Sorry, like, six yeah. days, not yeah. six weeks. Six days. Um, but, you know, we, we got that early lockdown, very early on in the 
in the pandemic, which was the two-week lockdown, yeah. because we were close contact with someone yeah, that's right. who came back over. Mar- back in March. Back in March, before the lockdowns, before anyone was really taking it seriously, someone came over and get, and um, had COVID. He didn't know at the time. He didn't know at the time. Um, and we ended up getting a lockdown for two weeks. So even just that two weeks of not being able to do anything is like really tough. And that was literally lockdown. Like we, we weren't allowed, we weren't allowed to leave the house. Crazy. You know, we had we had people. Luckily, luckily, we'd sort of stocked up a lot of food and stuff prior to that. <clears throat> yeah. um, and then we just had a couple of friends or family member or something yeah. drop into the supermarket, grab some stuff for us, and drop it off. You know, yeah. and that was that was pretty pretty difficult. But mm. you know, it was a pain in the ass. But yeah, exactly. You know, but it's just hard. It's tough. Through. It's tough whether you got to lock down for seven days or lock down for, you know, seven months. Yeah, exactly. It's tough either yeah. way. But anyway, it looks like things are looking up for our friends over in uh, in, in South, South Australia. Because they, they went down the lockdown, what, yesterday, I think? Yeah, no yesterday cases or yesterday. something. And, no, this was in oh, lo- South yeah, Oz. Yeah. And uh, they come out tomorrow night, I think, mm. midnight tomorrow night, mm-hmm. they're coming out of it. So so the six days was dropped to well, pretty much four days. Yeah. Now, did, did, have you heard anything about the border? Because of... Oh, Victoria, yeah, Victoria were closing the border, border. I don't know. Literally just heard before we jumped on here all this stuff that's no, going no. on. I, I'm assuming. I That'll probably change, probably, I would think. Yeah. Oh, my gosh. Unbelievable. Incredible. Um, we had a, geez, huge week of, like, deliveries and stuff. Oh, yeah. Last week I was moaning. I'm always moaning about something. But oh, last no. week. <laughs> <laughs> Let me tell you. <laughs> oh, always oh, having always. a moan about something. And last His week. girlfriend's always Saying he's having a moan. Yeah, always moaning about. I just always, <laughs> just there's always something that's annoying me. And last week I was absolutely moaning about the couriers, as always. Right. Last week I was saying bunch of stuff hasn't turned up. These orders I placed on Zavi, they're taking months to get here. I've ordered a record from the UK that has taken nearly two months to get here. My record turned up, um, thankfully. Um, which I think might have been, might have been the, the replacement. because I turned got, up in, what, three days or something? Yeah, exactly. It was priori- it said priority on it, so I'm assuming they sent it express and it arrived here in a and couple of days. And the other one was, what, six weeks ago or something that was sent? Or... Yeah, nearly two months. Yeah. Yeah. It was like the 1st of October it went out or something, the 2nd or something. Gosh. So, yeah, nuts. Uh, so I got the record, thank the Lord, um, and I also got my replacement order from Zavi, because they lost, something went missing in the mail, and then they had to replace it. And it's been like a month since they even sent the replacement. Yeah. Um, and then I received, thankfully, I re- uh, no, two weeks ago I received um, one half of a, of a two-item order that I placed two weeks ago. I think I, I got it. Um, it was like they did the buy two Disney 3Ds for £15 or whatever it was. I got one. Second one didn't turn up. I've just got something from Zavi today, though, in the mail. Uh, so I'm not sure if this is it or whether the thing that I had replaced, because oh, I told you, I said last week that I've heard from people that they've asked for a replacement, they get the replacement, and then like a month later, the original item shows up. So I've got something here from Zavi. I don't know what it is, but have a listen. Oh, uh, it doesn't, doesn't sound <laughs> great. Doesn't. Oh, <laughs> doesn't sound too good. So wait, have, a have a look. We're gonna Let's have a look. Oh, beautiful. Let's have a look. Oh. Oh, oh! It's my di- it is my Disney disc. Beautiful. It's in a slipcover, which is beautiful because some of those don't come in slipcovers. But it's a bit scratched up, so it's been in the mail a little while. It's all right. But yeah, the discs are a bit flying around in there. That's all right. We'll sort that out. But can otherwise, I, yeah, can I open it? We'll see what's in. Oh yeah, let's have a look. Let's see what they've done. Oh jeez. 
Alrighty. Get some ASMR, as they call it, <laughs> out there. Um, some Blu-ray opening ASMR. Listen to that. Oh, it's not good. Right, okay. Get rid of that. Oh, oh yeah, there's a disc rattling around in there. And it's the... Uh, it's the, it's the 3D disc. That is annoying. Um, no scratches. No damage. That's no, right. it seems okay, thankfully. The way that was rattling, it sounded like it was more just one disc floating I around. No, no, that's okay. It sounded like the case was smashed and everything. That's okay. Xavi pulled through this time around. Look, they most of the time, 98% of the time, they do pull through, but they're just so damn slow. Yep. They need to fix up how they distribute the stuff that you've ordered. And that, you know, sending one thing at a time out of it. Ten piece order. Yeah, exactly like right. Well, Amazon, we, we had it. We we had. Well, yeah. If you haven't been listening, Xavi, you'll place like a ten item order, and they'll send them all in individual parcels. So you just wait for them to all trickle in. Like just I said, some fat old bastard in the warehouse yeah. won't walk twenty yeah. meters to get something off a shelf. Yeah, like 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 I said, this Disney one. This was two items. They sent them individually. One arrived two weeks ago. This one's just come today. Nuts. Uh, we placed an order on Amazon, the global store. Uh, it was like seven items. They all come from the UK. Um, it was eight items. One came from the US. One was from uh, the US store, uh, and the rest of the items were from the UK store. Yep. The US items sent off straight away, and we had that within a couple of days. The US items took like a week to send out, but they only sent six of the seven UK items for some reason, and now that seventh one is just sitting there. It says in stock. I don't know what's going on. <laughs> That's just sitting there. I contacted them last night. I'm like, what's going on? They're like, oh, yeah, I've just sent through a, a request to have it, you know, expedited. Yeah, it was, oh, my gosh. It was, it was, a, um, it was a, a prime order as well. A prime order at, um, like, expedited delivery or whatever Why they call it. Why would you pay for prime? It doesn't, I know. We've, we've ordered it's stuff. It's so bad. We've ordered stuff when we haven't had a prime account. Yes. Yeah. And it gets here quicker than well, if you order on yep, prime. exactly right. I don't believe it. Yeah. It's ridiculous. Like it Prime is supposed to be like basically overnight, you know. So yeah. if it's coming from overseas, it'll it'll take two, three days. Well, sometimes it's taken weeks. Yeah. Well, most of the stuff that I've had sent from like the global store will come in like two or three days because it's expedited delivery. But a lot of the a lot of the stuff they take like a month to even send, and then it takes like sometimes it will take you a month to send, and you'll get it you'll get it in two days after they've sent it. Sometimes. They'll send it, and it'll take a month to get here. Yeah. It's crazy. I just don't get it. But but yeah, I've ordered. We had we had Prime a couple of months ago, and I ordered some stuff at, from Australia, and it took like three or four days to get here, or a week to get here. Um, whereas I've ordered something earlier that like a couple of weeks before that without Prime, and it came like next day. <sighs> Same thing in the UK. When I was over in the UK, I was ordering stuff regular speed, and it would get there next day. So I don't know why you would go with Prime. I just it seems like a, unless you want like the Prime Video, whatever. Oh man, it's crazy madness, so madness. The, don't know what as you said. Don't know why you'd pay for it unless you're doing it for the the video. The video. Exactly. That's my moan for the week. <clears throat> no, it's not. <laughs> no, there's, I'm sure there's a few other things. I'll, I'll hear more later. Yeah, probably. Um, it's been a slow week of watching stuff this week. Um, I've just been so busy just working on stuff, um, like trying to get my evolutions out. Cartoon news always is, has been popping up every morning almost. I have to get like a video out really quick. So I've, I just haven't really got anything in. The two, I got two movies in this week. Um, I'm getting to the end of these these titles from Viavision, the imprint range, the collector's edition things that they sent me out. Um, I watched The Day of the Locust. Uh, film from like the 1980s, I want to say, maybe late 70s. 
um, with Kiefer Sutherland in it. Not Kiefer Sutherland. Um, Donald Sutherland. Donald Sutherland. Um, yeah, really good. I really loved it. Don't remember it. I've probably uh, probably seen it, but it's I don't really it. good. It's like a slow burn, two and a half hour thing set in like nineteen thirties Hollywood. But as it goes on, it just like spirals out and out, and like right at the end, it's just mad. You're like, what am I watching? It's crazy. Very. Mm. I loved it. I loved it. Um, and I also watched uh, Fresh Baked, which is like a nineties stoner comedy with Dave Chappelle and a bunch of these other like cameos and stuff. So um, it was fun. I know it. Don't I enjoyed it. it. I feel like if I'd watched it. When I was a kid, I probably would have thought it was a lot funnier than. Yeah, well, I thought it was funny, but I think it's one of those movies. Yeah, I think it was one of those movies I would have just loved as a kid and would have watched it over and over and over again. But I did, I did enjoy that one. So that was from Umbrella, I think. Yeah, Umbrella just released that one on Blu-ray, so I've watched that. I got to do my big Blu-ray, um, like monthly uh, roundup haul video next weekend. I'm going to do that, as well as the review for the the. Um, Imprint titles from Viavision. Right. Um, so that'll be next weekend because I just I'm so busy. I have, still have to watch a bunch of stuff for both of those videos um, before before I can get to those. Um, uh, as far as new movies go, we only got two in last weekend as yep. well because uh, we had um, we had my, uh, my cousin came over last weekend to visit on Friday or Saturday night. Saturday night, yeah. Um, so then on the other two nights we got a movie in. We watched Emma. Um, which was quite good, mm-hmm. like a sort of a dark comedy. And uh, uh, I, I, actually, I actually really enjoyed that. Yeah, Anya Taylor Joy is in that. Who we recently watched in uh, the Queen's Bandit, as I called it yeah, last the, week. Queen's Bandit, <laughs> the Queen's, yeah. the Queen's Gambit. Queen's Gambit. Gambit, Gambit. Yeah, yeah. Um, so yeah, she she was in Emma as well. It was quite good, like based on a Jane Austen comedy. Yeah, it's very just kind of dry, dry, dark yeah, humor. Yeah. yeah. That was quite good. Is enjoyable. A bit, a bit of a sleepy movie. Uh, Mother didn't was, enjoy it. No, she hated it. I thought she'd really enjoy that. Yeah, but she. No, she hated it. She said it was boring as batshit. Yeah, that no, was all right. It was good. I enjoyed it. it I really, actually really enjoyed it. I really like her, Anya Taylor Joy. I've never really seen her. In I think the humour was just too intelligent. For I think. Mother. Yeah, probably. <laughs> yeah. Why am I getting the emails coming through? I turn my email off. Oh, this happens sometimes when, no. I, the, when I got the computer plugged in. She had that email. Bing. Um, we also watched Book Club. Which is about a bunch of randy old ladies. Gosh. <laughs> Who was in it? Uh, you had Jane Fonda. You had um, uh, Murphy Brown. What's her name? Candace Bergen. Candace Bergen. Um, there was I can't also. Can't remember. Well, There's a whole bunch bad. of them in there. It was really bloody average. Just not. Just not a blokes film. That one. That's a. It's a real. Old ladies film. Yeah, it was an old, it was a it was a movie for old old ladies. But look, just, it was all, it was all right for what it was. Um, but it was just Randy, just, just for Randy old ladies who who liked the bloody what was that book? The yeah, Fifty Shades. 50 of Shades. It's, it's about a bunch of My like these God. like a bunch of 70, frustrated old 70, 80 year old women. Diane Keaton's oh also God. in it. Mary Steenburgen, right. Andy Garcia is in it, and um, what's his name? Miami Vice. Don Johnson. Richard Dreyfuss. Why did he agree to do uh, that? I don't know. It was pretty ordinary. It were Ed Bagley Jr. was in it too. I'm looking at the cast now. I'm remembering all these people. Completely forgot Wallace Shawn. Yeah, we, just a just yeah, just these old ladies who Richard Dreyfuss who were in a um, book club and then they decide to read Fifty Shades of Grey. <sighs> it's just a weird movie. Just just yeah, it wasn't that great. My God, a bit of a yeah, wasn't that enjoyable? No, I'm like. Glad- 
Glad I didn't rush out to see No, it. concept's okay, but it was just, just a silly, silly movie. Why did I spend money comedy. on it? Well, you bought, I think you mom. bought it for mum yeah. for, a, for a birthday a few weeks ago. I don't think she even really enjoyed it either. Probably. She had a bit of a chuckle in a few places. Yeah, yeah well, Ugh. is what it is. Oh, God. Our television this week, um, The Crown. Yeah. Yes. That was up, that was up on Sunday. Sunday night here, wasn't it? Yep. And... Finished already. <laughs> Finished it three nights. No, yeah, four, four nights. nights. Four nights we've done it. Three, 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 one, three on Monday, three on Tuesday, and then two on Wednesday, Wednesday Thursday. Last night. Really good. Good season. Yeah, it was good. Yeah. That, that, whole, that whole season's been great. Because mm. I think we, I think your mother and I, you were overseas when it, the first oh, season came remember. out, I think. Mm. The first season came out a few years ago. You were overseas at the time and mum and I yeah. watched it. Mm-hmm. And then you had to sort of watch it. Did you watch it over there? Oh, you no, watched I watched it, it by my, no, when I you watched got it back. when I was back. back. I yeah, loved it. Right. I got it, I hooked on it. I watched it in like three days. Yeah. That first season. Great. Yeah. Great show. Love it. Something I need to get my mother onto. Yeah, she'd love it too. She would love it. Yeah. Um, of course, this season, um, Diana gets introduced. She's kind of the main, one of the main focuses of it. Next season, she gets killed off. Oh, <laughs> Who, Who knows? knows? Who knows what happens Who next season? Who knows what they're going to do? Um... Yeah, but they're changing the cast again next season. Oh, it's a shame because the the woman's name that plays the queen in this the series is brilliant. Yeah, yeah, she's she is fantastic. she is brilliant, and I love mm. her as well. Yeah. You see her on talk she's show, and good. she's a she's got a really dry, disgusting yeah. sense of humour. Mm-hmm. She's um, she's fantastic. I really, really, and and also the guy that that, that plays uh, Philip. Philip, yeah, yeah, is, oh, he's is so really good. good. Yeah. He is really good. Yeah. I can't remember. I can't remember the names. Um, well, Olivia Coleman is plays That's the right. queen. Yeah, I can't yeah, remember yeah. the name of the guy that does does Philip, uh, but he's so good. And even um, Diana and um, Diana and, and Charlie, yeah. so really yeah. good. Like so, like they don't exactly look exactly like them when you compare them to like a picture, but they just the way they embody the characters incredible. Yeah. Like you can swear it's actually Diana, but then you look at a picture side by side and you're like, well, they don't actually look that similar. No, but the performance is fantastic. But, but I'm, but the guy that plays Charlie, he's got the ears. Name oh yeah, and this the the way he hunches over yeah. and just everything. So he, he impersonates him pretty well. Yeah. See, I'm looking forward to the next season. Um, they are repl- as I said, replacing the cast. I think. I think. I got to double check my source here, but I think the Queen is being played by Imelda Staunton in the next season. Who I think I think she's really great as well. Um, I have to double check on that. I don't know. Wouldn't, you, wouldn't have a clue. I, I, so I actually I think I have seen who. Yeah, was. Imelda Staunton will take off. Uh, will take over, which is um, her. You'll know her as well. She's yeah, great. Yeah, yeah. She's a lot yep. of fun. So I yep. think I think she'll be good. Um, and then um, apparently we've got. Um, um, Elizabeth Debicki, who's an actress I really like, is an Australian actress. She was in The Great Gatsby, really tall. Oh, yeah, the, yeah. The, blonde, yep. the blonde woman in uh, Great Gatsby. She's taking over as Diana. Oh. So we've literally just had Diana come into this season and automatically being replaced in the next one. Well, you couldn't keep her because she looks like she's just about very 12. young. Yeah. She's very young. The woman who played yeah. Diana in this well, series. I guess she was very young. Yeah. She was probably young. Early twenties or something. Yeah, had to be she, when she yeah. when it was made. Mm. But she so. looks like she looks like in in uh, particularly when Charles first meets her mm. in that series. Yeah, looked very she young. looks like she's about twelve because yeah. she was only in real life. I think were, she was only fifteen or Don't something know. when he first met her. No idea. 
No idea. She was she was really young. She was only a teenager. Mm. Of course, they were married. Well, she was 20 or something when they got married. Something like that, yeah. So, you know. Mm. So I think when they when when he first met her, because he was he was friends with her sister. Mm, that's right. Oh, and his sister. And I don't th- I think he was in a relationship with his sister, was he? I don't think. No, I don't think so, but it was almost... But he's a bit of a pants man, so wow. <laughs> he could have been. Yeah. Um, yeah, so he, yeah, I think I think she was only about sixteen. 15, yeah, sixteen. 16, yeah, sixteen years old. She was really young when they. And first Charles met. was nearly thirty. Yeah, well, he's thirteen. Thirteen years older than her, or something. There you go. Yeah, yeah. So well, yeah. same with your grandparents. Well, I suppose different on your, time. On, your, on your mother's side. Yeah. They were thirteen years apart. Crikey. Well, there you go. Uh, but yeah, so that was a great season. Really good. I enjoyed it. Yeah, all enjoyed good. it. Really, it's really, really a great that. show. That's my favourite show on Netflix, easily. And even uh, even uh, the the great Bob Hawke was in this one. Yeah, in that series. Yeah, and the guy who played played Bob was uh, was pretty good too. Yeah, ex Australian Prime Minister. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Who uh, <laughs> interest, yeah. interesting fact for those who don't know Aussie yeah. will probably know, but those overseas won't. He he, I think he held the the um, world drinking record for yeah. the, for sculling a yard glass of beer the quickest, yeah. <laughs> and he sculled it in something like eleven seconds or something. Unbelievable, typical. So you can imagine a glass a yard long, full of beer, and he sculled a lot. Yeah, I, th- I think I think it was while he was I don't know if he was at uni or whether he was because he was a trade unionist. He was the head yeah, of the yeah. trade union movement mm-hmm. uh, initially. That's how he got into his politics. Yeah, but he was a he was a brilliant he was a brilliant man, absolutely brilliant man. Yeah, but yeah, so great show. Um, Probably, like I said, probably my favourite show on Netflix. But we found a new show on Netflix this week. Oh, my God. Everyone's loving this at the moment. Oh. It's just gone up last week. Um, it's an, it's an Austra- very Australian Get series. it. Check it out. Auntie Donna's Big Old House of Fun. <laughs> it's unbelievable. I didn't know what to expect. I've never come across them before. They um, I com- a comedic uh, Troop group from from Melbourne, um, and they they've making the rounds for a few years. I've got a YouTube channel, like uh, heaps of like little skits and stuff. Uh, they have a podcast, um, which is under the um, the uh, the banner that uh, Mister Sunday Movies runs. Uh, their Planet Broadcasting podcasting yep. network, um, and I've I've never really looked into them before, or really come across them or anything. Um, but I'm hearing everyone big. Oh, check out Auntie Donna, Auntie Donna, whatever. You watch it. It's one of those things where you, if you don't know what you're going into, it's kind of, at first oh, it's like is it a ride? You're like, what the hell is this? And but within like two minutes, you're like, oh fucking hell, this is so good. <laughs> it is over the top, <laughs> and it is a wild, wild ride. Yeah, it's like a if it's a, it's a kind of ride. I can't explain it. It's the kind of ride where you got three absolute. Wackos in the driver's seat, driving at two hundred kilometers an hour, and you're in the back seat without a seatbelt, just flying around. Yep, that's the only way I can, <laughs> can explain. And they keep it. changing drivers at the same time. Yeah, oh, it is just, crazy. It is a wild, wild show. It's a sketch show, obviously, but it's just it is brilliant. It's, it is. It is, it is actually really, really good. Very clever. So you'll either love it or you'll hate it. Yeah. Oh yeah. There's no in between so. no with way. this one. No. And I reckon most people mm-hmm. will love it. I think so. It's terrific. It's very, very well, good. Well, if they're listening to you, they'll probably love it. Yeah, I'm sure. <laughs> um, but, yeah, no, it's just I, I find the stupidest comedy is always the most clever comedy because you have to have, like, a really very clever mind to pull off shit like this. Well, all the best com- comedians in the world ever 
were yeah. brilliant people. Well, exactly right. When you look at the Monty Python group, yeah, group they that's were what all, I'm getting at, yeah. They were all bloody, um, well, from Cambridge. Cambridge, Cambridge, Cambridge boys, weren't they? Uh-huh. You know, and the bloody, the, the two Ronnies and the, yeah. like all those Sasha great, Baron. All those great British comedians. Yeah. They were all brilliant, brilliant yeah. people. Scholars. Crazy. Doctors and lawyers yeah. and God knows what. But yeah, great show. Auntie Donna's Big Old House of Fun. Check it out. If you haven't on Netflix, yet, get onto it. It's just terrific. It's so good. And if you get onto it, let us know what you think. Yeah. Oh, I loved it. And we're, what, three episodes in? We've got three more yeah. to go. So. The second episode, the start of the second episode <laughs> is one hell of a ride. It's just It just doesn't stop for about five minutes or so. In fact, it was so good, mm. you, um, your mother yeah, yeah, yeah. was – she said, I'm going to bed. We put it on and she said, oh, I don't think I like this. So she – started to trot off the bed, got to the end of her chair and then stopped <laughs> and thought, oh, shit, and then sat back into her chair and yeah. sat there for it and just thought, wow, that was incredible. Yeah. Great. So, so get good. onto it. It's fantastic. It's so good. I think the only show I could compare it to, and it's completely different, but Flight of the Concords was just such a really irreverent sort of – Witty, wacky, witty kind of thing that you just you don't expect where it's going to go. Yeah, no, but it's right. a completely different style of comedy and everything. Yeah. But it's just that really weird sort of fringe comedy yeah. that you just it, you just it's unpredictable. Yeah. I think that's the only thing I can compare it to would be Flight of the Concords. Well, they'll, they'll, yeah, they'll be hitting. Well, it's it's a Concords on absolute oh, yeah. steroids. Yeah, like it's just sure. over, yeah, way over the top from yeah. Concords. Yeah, but it's like they'll they'll be heading in one direction. You think, oh, this is where they're heading, and then yeah. bang, it's. Yeah. The complete opposite to what you were thinking. What the f- Yeah. What was that? It is just a million miles an hour. Oh, loved it. Loved it's it. terrific. So, yeah, we'll get through the next three episodes. And then I think we could go through their YouTube stuff because we've got heaps of just sketches and stuff. Oh, God. So, Here yeah, we go again. Terrific. <laughs> Amazing. Um, Mandalorian episode three we watched last week, which was awesome. Yeah, it was good. Fantastic. Now, we're pe- really enjoying that. We're people who haven't watched The Clone Wars. Well, Rebels or any of those animated things. I've seen some of it. I've seen maybe a season and a half of Clone Wars. Nothing I've ever really been able to get into, but I feel like I need to now because there's all these little things that are tying into the animated shows. You've got two characters um, who have come out of the Clone Wars series now in live action. Uh, This lead character is played by the uh, the, um, actor who does her voice in... Clone Wars and Rebels, so it's nothing. It's not something I really picked up on at the time, but I heard about later, and I'm kind of like, yeah, I should be watching these shows, so I know, mm. so you get more excitement out of it. But I remember I was thinking, I'm watching it, going like, oh, I feel like I've seen. So you got these female Mandalorian characters, and like I feel like I've seen like these female sort of characters before, and it turns out, yeah, I I, I must have seen a couple of episodes with this this character in it, but yeah, really good. Baby Yoda is still. Um, chugging away, just being a funny little, yeah. funny little thing, funny little creature. Um, and yeah, just enjoying that. So, of course, we record on a Friday night, and that means episode four tonight. Mm, that's Ooh. right. Yeah, I forgot about that. Yeah, yeah. It's oh, always good when Friday comes along. They're only like twenty minutes or something. Well, last the, week, was, no, last week was forty minutes or something. No, it wasn't or thirty-five that, no, it was minutes. Only really maybe. Short last I think week. the first one was like fifty-five. The second one was forty-five. Last week it wasn't no, 30, twenty. 30, I think it was thirty-five like 30, or something. Thirty-five yeah. minutes. Yeah, um, it went really quick. Yeah. Hopefully this week's is longer. I'm not too sure. Um, but oh, the technology in that keeps blowing me away. Yeah, it's insane. But talking to technology, exactly. This is nuts. If you if you've got Apple TV Plus, there's this new 
Um, I think even if you don't have it, I think it's free for a month. Um, Oprah's got a series on there called In Conversation or something like that. Um, and she's um, interviewed President Barack Obama um, on the, uh, for her latest episode. Um, but they have the reason I bring this up is because they filmed it on opposite sides of the, of country. A, of the country using this newfangled technology that combines green screen and somehow they were able to film put, it. So I can't even explain they it. Filmed it and put them both in the same room. Yeah. Live. It, live. Like just. It's not like oh, post production and nah, they stripped it, it in. Like it's live. It's a good technology. And you watch it and if you didn't know, you wouldn't know. No, that's right. The background is completely CGI, assuming it's that same sort of, um, you know, game engine technology that they used was, on Was Oprah on that set? Was Maybe Oprah was on that maybe, set. Maybe, yeah. And then Barack was just stripped onto yeah, it perhaps. through green. Because I know he was on green screen. Yeah. We saw that footage of mm. that. But I reckon she might have been... I've got a feeling she might have been on the set. Yeah. Yeah, maybe. Well, I have to I have to have a look because I think there's a, a video on it. They did a great job. Like the scale was right and oh, everything. Man. It was incredible. Oh, I don't I don't believe it. This technology is just and this is gonna be like the future of interviewing and stuff. Oh, for sure. Like now you see, you know, how many interviews are done on Zoom now. And I see a lot of um like um talent posting on Twitter saying Oh, how much easier are these press junkets to just do over Zoom? Yeah, and I feel like that is going to be the future of interviewing and stuff. All these interviews I've done recently exactly. that I, I wouldn't just, have had the chance to. Just going to say, you know, you had done shitloads of them yeah. the last two months yeah. or so through di- the, all these more. Disney Plus interviews I've done, um, and they've all been with with people over in the states. You know, and these things probably would have been done in person had it not been for yeah, the pandemic, right. and yeah. I would have had that opportunity. So and then that'll 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 change the whole nature oh, of those junkets oh, they absolutely. go on. Absolutely, like they won't go on the junkets; they'll just no, pop them not. in a pop yeah. them in a bloody in a room. Yeah. It'll save them bucket loads of money mm. shipping these people around the yeah, world exactly to do right. to do them. Yeah, so that is like that. I think then what we're seeing with Oprah and Obama is just that to the next level. Yeah, yeah, exactly just, right. Just crazy. Like, you have to see it to believe it. It's uh, that's nuts. Yeah, it's quite incredible. Yeah. So we'll... Because uh, it's, it's available here now? Yeah, just this afternoon because it's it was supposed to be two days ago. It's on Stan or something, isn't no, it? No, Apple TV. On Apple TV, is it? Yeah. Um, so if you are an Apple... If you're not an Apple TV Plus subscriber, I believe it's free on Apple TV for a month. Oh, Okay. And then after that, it's exclusive we'll to, get to TV it Plus. Real quick, then. Well, I've got no, I've got it, I've got it because oh, yeah, I, that's I, got, right, I, got a, I got a free year with my with, your phone. with my phone. That's right. It's not a great streaming yeah. service. Not much on there. But you know what? It's time for. Oh, you've missed it this week. Oh, well, close enough. Yeah, he's missed it. If you're not list, if you're listening, and you don't know, old mate Rick tries to whip out his cowboy hat. He's completely sure, missed this week. Cowboy hat. Well, yeah, exactly right. Um, do I still have the? No, I don't. I don't know what that is. <laughs> I had that boing sound effect at one point. Oh, yeah, that's Bang. right. No, I don't have that. I don't know what that was. I think I had that for the Halloween show. <laughs> anyway, it's the... Should have been crickets. Yeah, I do. Uh, I'm... Nah. 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 There you go. Nah. No, I did have crickets as well. They're gone. <laughs> anyway, let's stop mucking around. Um, it's the Deadwood Jackson update. Like no, Jackson won't like that. The podcast master, Jackson, um, always complains when I use too many sound effects. 
Can you um, use his surname, Dobby Min? No, nah, Wacko Jacko. <laughs> oh, Wacko Jacko and uh, and good mate Tim as well. They're always... Uh, Better mention Tim will get shitty to Yeah, exactly right. Give him a shout out. Got to slip that in there. Um, but yeah, it's it's the Deadwood update. Oh, yeah, well. Um, <laughs> how many did we watch this week? Two. Two. Oh, man. It's on, got, the, on the one last night. Oh, it's God. got boring again. What the hell is going on? Not boring as batshit. I was falling asleep through that last night. It was just awful. Within like 10 minutes. This is supposed to be a great show, and everybody you speak to has watched it. Not everybody, but most people have loved it. Your mate Jackson loves it. Yeah, he's watching it again. We've inspired him to watch it again. Oh, mate, what are you watching that shit for again? How can you do it? I just don't get it. I just hope it gets better. Nothing nothing ever happens. Not a lot. Although, you know, the kid got bloody trampled and stuff like that. Yeah, but it's not. But it's really slow. It's so slow. Well, hopefully some more will happen in the third season. Well, the end of season one was great. Yeah, and it was yeah, looking exactly like it was shaping right. up. Oh, dude, we're getting into it now. Yeah, I mean, it's you, been thought so... you thought the, the the you know the all the battle between Swearingen and Swearingen and, um, and the sheriff. Yeah, yeah. You thought that was really going to ramp up, but <laughs> nothing hasn't eventuated. I There's know. been a little bit, but maybe I think this is why the show got axed. Oh, there's no doubt about it. If it was, you know, if it was a you know, something like, um, you know, what's that called? Bloody the, I can't think of the what? one. No, no. <laughs> um, uh, oh. What happens in it? Drugs. Drugs. Um, Walter White. Yeah. The Breaking one. Bad. Yeah. I could not, could not remember. Like, that, that was brilliant the whole oh, way yeah. through. Yeah. There was one season there It was a bit, well, it took it was us, about season took us, four or something. Well, I don't know. Well, season one, it took us a while to get into. I think we had to rewatch the first couple of episodes two or three times, yeah. similar with Deadwood. Yeah. Um, again, if you haven't been listening, this is a show that we've been struggling to get into for years, Deadwood. It's like something we've started three times and then we're finally like, all right, let's just actually get through it all. Uh, but, yeah, Breaking Bad, we did the same thing. I think we watched the first couple a few times. It's like hard to get into. But yeah. once that ramps up, it's like full you know, on most of the way. Yeah. yeah. Um, yeah. except for, yeah, that like a little bit in the, in the middle there, it slows down a bit, but I don't know, Deadwood, man, everyone just loves it, but it's so, nothing happens. Not a lot. Not a lot happens at We're all. We're going to get through it though. We're going to do it. But yeah, as I said, last night's one was boring as batshit. I don't know. The one before that so. wasn't too bad. The one before that was boring as it's well. Like, it's funny because all these shows that you always hear about, it's like, oh, it got cancelled in its prime. Or got cancer before it got to take off. You know, it's this show that's critically lauded and people love it. But you always find it's these shows that, yeah, the critics love it and it has a huge fan base that love it as well. But it's only a very small well. amount of people yeah. that are actually, you know. Yep. Even though it's a huge show yeah. and heaps of people love it, I feel like it doesn't do as well outside of maybe that circle, those devotees. Yeah. And then it gets ripped off because no one, because obviously people have dropped off and not watching it and it was too expensive to make. And mm. I don't know. But anyway, I'm just, I just hope it picks up. Good luck with it. Yeah, I know. We've got another season and a half and a movie to get through. So it's only two more episodes of this season. So Crikey. let's get through that this week. Yeah. And- Get started on season three. Yeah, hopefully that gets better. But the the um the audio was better on this third disc. Yeah, no sync issues. We've had like really bad no, audio, very little echoing and stuff as well. Yeah, which weird. Is good. Oh, what's going on anyway? Um, but yeah, a, a show we watched a couple of weeks ago. Netflix um was uh, not Netflix. Disney Plus was Marvel six one six. Uh, we watched this. This uh, this. Careful what you say. No, I'm all right now. Oh. Embargo's lifted. 
Oh, that's all right. Last couple of weeks, I've been allowed to say anything. At the time we're recording this, it's not on Disney Plus yet, but it goes on tonight. Um, and it is Marvel 616. It's a documentary series which focuses on Marvel comics. That's sort of like each episode is its own self. It's so great to be able to talk about this freely yeah, now, yeah, by yeah. the way. Um, it's each episode is its own self contained mini documentary. They and they're only, what, 15 minutes or 20 minutes? No, that was the Pixar one. was like 15 minutes. Oh, okay. Yeah. The Marvel ones were anywhere between 45 oh, to 70 really, yeah, minutes. Yeah, so they're really right. long-form ones. Um, but yeah, really great. Most of the episodes are really good. There was maybe one that was a little a little bit slow, a little bit boring. But uh, most of the series is just absolutely fantastic. Um, and um, I, I loved how it's kind of focused on sort of not just like big characters and stuff, but kind of focused on some of the hidden sort of pockets of the of the comics universe. doesn't really touch on the movies or anything. So, mm. you know, you always hear about the movies, the MCU, whatever. This kind of goes back to, you know, goes back to the origins and the comics. And I, I think it was oh, a good. really fantastic series. Really, really enjoyed that. Yeah. Um, was, I, you know, if you're into those sorts of documentaries and yeah. stuff and, and that's the making of and whatever, they're that, really, yeah. really enjoyable. I think that's where Disney Plus is excelling. Their exclusive content. Oh, exactly. Their original right. content is their non-scripted, um, documentary series have all been really, really good. And Marvel 616 is great as well. If you love Marvel comics, if you love comics, you love pop culture, really good play. You don't even have to watch them in order, just kind of, or you don't even have to watch them We really haven't seen a bad doco off there yet, have we? No, they've all been really good. Yeah. And like I said, um, they just launched that Pixar one, Inside Pixar, last Friday. There was a 15-minute one, so they were all great too. Yeah. Um, so it's just been, yeah, really good. Um, a couple of weeks ago... I had the uh, absolute pleasure of interviewing comedic actor Paul Shear, who directed one of the episodes of the show, uh, one called Lost and Found, which focuses on uh, lost and hidden characters from Marvel over the years, um, and uh, as well as our series executive producer Sarah Amos. We'll just play a little clip of this interview right now. Love it. It's really, it's really great to see a series like this that not only dives into the really well-known kind of side of the Marvel universe, but particularly with your episode delving more into some of the, the lost and found characters, the characters that yeah. never really sort of became the next big Captain America or Iron Man. What particularly draws your interest uh, towards kind of that side of the Marvel Universe? I think we have to always remember that for most people, uh, Iron Man is what they think of when they think of the MCU, the Marvel MCU. But this is a yeah. character that wasn't the most popular character in the comic mm -hmm. books. I mean, a handful of years ago, I don't think anyone knew what Guardians of the Galaxy was unless you were a, an avid comic book reader, yeah. you know? And, and you'd have to even go a little bit deeper. And so for me, it was about telling the stories um, and celebrating the books that we remember, the characters that we remember, in the conversations that you have when you're with your friends. Like I, I talk with my friends about pop culture all the time, whether it's a TV show that I remember or a weird commercial, but mostly we're talking about like, do you remember like there was a Marvel character who like got injected with like mongoose blood? Oh wait, yeah, yeah, yeah. And he had like a yellow costume. Yeah, yeah. Wait, was he called like the Wiz? No, 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 the Wizard. And it's like, and that was the kind of conversation I wanted to bring the audience into. Like mm -hmm. that kind of conversation of the fans putting together 
a story. Like, what was it? Oh, I remember this happened and then this happened. And you slowly, you know, using all the pieces of everybody at that table, you put together what you remember it to be. And so this is a celebration of all those characters that aren't being, their books aren't being re-released. You know, they're yeah. kind of just, they're kind of like in the uh, Raiders of the Lost Ark. They're boxed away in the Marvel vault. And I wanted to kind of shine a light on that. So Sarah, yourself, um, what's that like as, a, as an executive producer on the show? What's it like overseeing so many different, essentially their, their own little isolated documentaries? These go for 50 to 70 minutes each. What's it like for yourself overseeing such a vast array of very different little documentaries that kind of come under, under the one umbrella of this series? It was so exciting, right? And I will say it was, it was daunting and a lot, but luckily I wasn't doing it alone, right? There's a team of mm -hmm. amazing executive producers who worked on this, including a bunch of different folks, Harry Goh, Stephen Wacker, John Sorelli, just to name a few. And then also our production partners at Supper Club, which are best in class filmmakers who really understand uh, nonfiction narrative in a way that most people don't and pushed us creatively to not just tell kind of the traditional Marvel story that maybe people were expecting. Yeah. Uh, and I think that really comes across as you look at the variety of stories, as you start to experience them. I think, you know, this series should hopefully appeal and uh, be a fan favorite for everyone who knows and mm -hmm. loves Marvel, but hopefully it's going to bring in some new people too, because I do think there's something so universal about Marvel mm -hmm. and our characters and kind of our storytelling ethos that once you're in, you get. And I'm hoping yeah. that this might be a way in for someone who doesn't necessarily read comics or isn't a big, uh, maybe like blockbuster moviegoer. This really gives a bunch of uh, different entry points for people, which is uh, really exciting for us. Uh, and it was just fun, man. You know, we all yeah. learned new things as we made this series and we all got to uh, be introduced to incredible characters or finally put characters that like in our heads we've always envisioned would be awesome on yeah. the screen. <laughs> um, and and sometimes those were, uh, you know, people like Street Poet Ray uh, yeah. and, and our favorite uh, eco uh, fighting, uh, eco terrorist fighting animals. And sometimes it was just comic creators that we love and we know are so incredible and passionate about their work. And now the whole world is gonna get to see them in action. All right, there you go. Yeah, yeah. good. Paul Shear, Sarah yeah. Amos. Uh, really great to chat with them. Uh, the whole interview went for about 10 minutes. Uh, if you want to hear the whole thing or see the whole thing, you can check it out on my YouTube channel. I'll leave a link for that down in the description below, if I remember. And um, if you want to hear my more in-depth thoughts on the series, I've put up an in a interview, a review for that as well that you can check out over on the YouTube channel. I like, uh, like that Paul Shear. Yeah, he's great. He's, um, he's working. Oh, I forget what films he's done, but. Yeah, he's just the the, stuff, he's one of those guys that just pops, pops up every yeah. now and then. Nothing really huge, but yeah. just keep popping up in yeah. films. And he's and you know he's him. a great little great yeah. little actor. I think he's fantastic. Yeah. Really yeah. enjoy him. Really good. And it was just a great conversation with those two as well. Um, and Sarah got, seemed like a nice lady too. Yeah, she was lovely. Yeah. Really lovely. Both of them were fantastic. Um, let's get on to the movie news this week, huh? Forty-two minutes in. Um, the big news this week. Um, again, we, we kind of. The last 12 weeks, we've charted this whole shifting landscape of cinema, yep. which has been this this push from um, the theatrical experience in person at the cinema's kind of experience um, to streaming. Yeah, and we've seen over these 12 weeks how everyone's moving towards this streaming yeah. sort of 
um, distribution method and not just because of COVID, we've established previously that they have used COVID as an excuse. As the excuse to, to, to expedite yeah, it. Yeah. To, um, as um, Bob Chapek from Disney said, accelerate the process. Um, mm-hmm. So they've accelerated what they've been planning to do for years now. Um, and that's essentially move away from the traditional model of uh, distributing theatrically and instead putting a lot of focus on uh, streaming. And it's become very clear um, particularly these last like three or four weeks, that Disney's main priority right now is streaming. Oh, there's no doubt about it. And that's why they have Disney Plus. And yep. it's become very clear why they bought Fox uh, is because they just wanted that content. Yep. You know, it wasn't about um, getting the rights back to all the Marvel characters or the Star Wars stuff that they still didn't own or any of that. It was about the streaming and having this wealth of content that they can have for their streaming service. Um, we've had a enormous, enormous revelation this week. What is what is being widely called an unprecedented release strategy mm. for a film? And this is, of course, Warner Brothers and DC's Wonder Woman 1984 is heading to streaming. Mm-hmm. It's going to HBO Max on Christmas Day, but it will also have a small theatrical run, same day. Um, this is, I'm talking, of course, U.S., um, so it will be available. You can either go and see it in cinemas. If you're in a state that has cinemas open and it's safe to go, you can go and see it in the cinema. Otherwise, it's going to be on HBO Max. It's going to be on there for free, so they're not pulling a Disney Plus Mulan and charging you extra to watch the film. You can watch it for free. Um, and there's no talk of it going on like like Apple or Amazon or any of those uh, video on demand where you you know pay pay per view sort of thing. This is completely free if you want to watch it on HBO Max Christmas Day, or you can go to a cinema if it's uh, if it's free. Uh, sorry, if it's if it's safe enough to do so. Um, it's been said that it's going to be opening globally on December 16 in other countries uh, internationally where uh, where cinemas are open and again it's safe to go. Um, and in Australia, I've just got word again from um, from uh, my friend over at Warner Brothers or Village Roadshow as it is here in Australia, the distribution partner. Um, that we're going to be getting it on Boxing Day confirmed. in Australia. It's confirmed. Yep. It's coming uh, on Boxing Day in Australia exclusively to cinemas, so it won't go to streaming here. Mm. Um, so Boxing Day is a big day here, isn't yeah. it, for films? They release yeah. big films, Boxing yeah. Day. Whereas America, it's Christmas, Christmas Day. Christmas Day, yeah. Yeah. So um, there's been no word on the UK release strategy yet. Of course, UK is still deep in their second lockdown um, and um, cinemas you, are closed. Well, yeah, apparently they're taking it a little bit looser over there than maybe we did here in Melbourne, but mm. um, their cinemas are closed, and um, so there's, they don't know if the cinemas will be open or what over in the UK. It's a little bit up in the air at the moment. Um, but, yeah, so that's kind of how this release rollout is going to go for, for Wonder Woman. Uh, Patty Jenkins, who is the film's director, um, wrote on uh, social media the other day, uh, the time has come. At some point, you have to choose to share any love and joy you have to give over anything else. We love our movie as we love our fans, so we truly hope that our film brings a little bit of joy and reprieve to all of you this Hollywood, uh, holiday season. Watch it in theatres, where it is made safe to do so. Check out the great theatres. Uh, check out the great work theatres have done to make it so. Uh, and it's also available in the safety of your own home on HBO Max, where it is not and available in the safety of your home on HBO Max where it is not. Is that Where it's not safe to do Where it's not safe to? I don't know. No. Happy holidays to all of you. We hope you all enjoy our film. Now, um, Patty Jenkins has, of course, been adamant that Wonder Woman's opening in cinemas. 
we're not putting it on stream. We're opening in cinemas. It's going to open in cinemas. It's going to open in cinemas this whole time, and then they've, they've done this. Mm. Um, Gal Gadot, who, of course, plays Wonder Woman, uh, she writes, It's time. We've all waited a long time for this to come. I can't tell you how excited I am for all of you to see this movie. It wasn't an easy decision, and we never thought we'd have to hold on to the release for such a long time, but COVID rocked all our worlds. Uh, we feel the movie has never been so relevant, and we hope that it will bring some joy, hope, and love to you. Essentially the same statement. Uh, just written a little bit differently there. Um, I've seen a lot of polls online asking um, what what people are going to prefer. What platform you want it. What platform. If, if people are going to go to cinemas, if people are going to be going to um, watch it on streaming, or if people don't care, whatever. All the polls I've seen so far have been enormously in favour of the streaming model. Really? Yeah. Of course, you hear a lot of people Death complaining. Of yeah, you hear a lot of people complaining. It's going to stream. See on streaming, but every every poll I have seen, thousands of thousands of votes. Everyone is it's swinging, swinging towards streaming. Mm, it's interesting. Yeah, um, I'm getting a. I don't, l- I don't know. I don't know what I'd prefer. I'm getting a bit of a mixed response over on Twitter. I kind of put out like, what do, what do people think about this? Right. Um, and it's um, it's a bit of a mixed response, I think, from people here. Um, James Titchmarsh says, um, as we discussed, I think it's a fantastic idea and could potentially result in a high box office for the film due to uh, the benefits of discoverability on streaming than it would have if it dropped just in theatres in today's climate. That is, if the film is actually good. So, yeah, it gives yeah. theatres the opportunity to make a little bit of money on the back of the film. And I think a lot of people, especially diehard fans, if it's safe enough to do so, if they can, are going to go and see it in cinemas. I'd still like to see the big big films at the cinema. Yeah. Well, we have no option here. We're going to have to go and see this in cinema, which is great. Well, at least for the first few weeks anyway. Yeah. Um, well, yeah, who knows? And if, it, and if it doesn't do well, they'll pop it on the streaming. Yeah, probably. Well, we don't have HBO Max here, so I have a feeling that's probably why... They've swung towards theatrical only in Australia. Yeah, but we get HBO stuff on other channels and stuff. Yeah, like. but I feel like they don't want to license big stuff to yeah, other. Um, Lisa Simpson, someone called Lisa Simpson, right? And it's got a little. That's not their actual oh. name. Um, yeah, it's got a little Lisa avatar there. If you don't have <laughs> HBO Max, go to the theater. If you have HBO Max, it's best to stay home. Yeah. Uh, Blue Bantha Milk Company on YouTube. This is a, um, a Melbourne-based uh, Star Wars. Uh, YouTube channel, do some great stuff. They write in cinema and streaming at the same time. Yeah, I don't like, uh, I don't think I like that if we're still operating under the existing model of measuring financial success. And I think cinemas need to stay viable. Um, Pulp Serial. Definitely. Yep, I agree with that. Pulp Serial says, uh, I'm a little surprised because I didn't expect a studio to do this with such a big budget film, but I don't understand why people are, are upset COVID won't magically, uh, magically go away on January 1st, 2021. They can't afford to sit on it for two plus years. They're releasing the film. I'm happy. I agree with that. Fair too. enough, yeah. yeah. Um, Emma Weltner says, it's a good thing I discovered the synopsis and have Disney+. Plus. I don't have HBO Max. Um, and TMNT for me says, why not video on demand on iTunes and Amazon Prime too? Wouldn't that help it make more money and get a bigger audience? I guess trying to avoid competing streamers, which is what I said. Oh, they yeah, just don't want exactly. to license it. Yeah. They want it all. Um, all valid points. Yeah. So it's a bit mixed all over the place. Some people saying, that's great. Some people saying, oh, I'm not that happy with it. Some people saying, oh. Can you, you, imagine, if, can you imagine if this hit five, five, six years ago oh. and all the Marvel 
Mm. You know, all the Marvel um, films were direct to streaming. Yeah, I know. You know, that oh, wouldn't have enjoyed that. I still wouldn't no, have no, the no, cinema. No. Yeah, but so that's, see, that's, on. that's the thing. It's like uh, this is such an unprecedented thing that if this does well, this is going to be the new model. Oh, we've been saying that for the last yeah. how many weeks mm-hmm. we've been doing this. That the chances are they're going to start putting it all to, yeah. to, to, to streaming and some films will get limited release in yeah. cinemas. Which and it, that's exactly what they're doing with that. Again, goes back to that, we say it all the time, but that Jeffrey Katzenberg interview yep. where he said this exact thing six years ago. It was more than six, wasn't it? Six years ago. Six, was it? Yeah. 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 It's madness. It's nuts. So um, I think it's good because, yeah, at least it goes to cinemas. It gets it gives people the opportunity to see such a big film. Obviously, it's, it's got its IMAX-optimised version. It'll go to IMAX and all that stuff, I assume. Um, Will it kill off IMAX? I don't think so because IMAX is such a niche thing anyway. Yeah, but, but what, I'm, what I'm saying is will it not so much kill off IMAX, but will it kill off um, movie makers using the IMAX cameras and stuff to... I don't know. I think... If it's all going yeah, to streaming, what's the use? What's the use of having that expense? I, I feel like they would keep doing it to simply keep that, that cinematic experience alive, maybe as an excuse yeah, I, I'd to... I'd hope so. Yeah. But I, I have my doubts. Well, I don't know. Most of this stuff's not shot in IMAX. The only filmmaker that's actively like shooting stuff in IMAX format is Christopher Nolan and some of the Marvel stuff. Usually it's... Yeah, but see, even those sequences that they shoot, they... Yeah, but even a lot of the sequences aren't shot in IMAX. They're just optimised. Yeah, but the ones, the ones that are, the, the, there's been quite a few films where there's they've been shot a few, but sequences. Not a lot. Not they, a lot. Yeah, but even those ones, they, they yeah. probably wouldn't bother anymore. Yeah, but see, most of them are op- IMAX optimised means that they have, it doesn't mean it's been filmed yeah, it's been, in it's it. Been scanned, it's been optimised. Scanned in it. Well, they, they expand it yep. digitally, so they yep. haven't actually shot it using an IMAX yeah, format. Yeah. Uh, but yeah, there are some films that have been shot in IMAX or have had sequences shot in IMAX. Um, yeah, I don't know. Maybe not. You wouldn't bother. I mean, why would you bother if it's going to go to streaming yeah. and have a limited cinema release? You wouldn't do yeah. that anymore. Well, who knows? Oh, these are all the things you've got to take into consideration, it's, isn't it? It's an expensive process to yeah. shoot IMAX. Yeah. I don't know. It's mm. Yeah. No, I agree. I do agree. Because, yeah, what's why why spend that extra money if, it's, no, if you're exactly, not making exactly as right. much money as you were on films? Yeah. Um, you wouldn't do it. Because now it's we're going to go into a... Um, going into an era where it's, I think it's not. If this, if this works, and this is the, this is the distribution method they're going to favour in the future. I think we're going towards um, an era where films, are, the success of a film isn't based on the amount of money it makes, but the amount of people who are watching it, and the amount of people that the movie brings into a streaming service. Yeah, I don't know. But that's obviously the aim. I mean, they're yeah. taking away, they're taking away expenses and mm-hmm. maximizing profit. Yeah, but like, like I said, Wonder Woman. It's great that this gets a theatrical run as well. It's good for cinemas who have been closed and have been denied big movies like Mulan and so and Soul and. Um, so many others that have been released straight to streaming instead of going to cinemas. That's great, but how long is that going to last? I don't know. Mm. Um, but and we've been saying for a while that, 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 that you know, the um, cinemas had that, had that lull back in, yeah, yeah, yeah. or was it late 90s, early mm-hmm. 2000s, where, they, where the cinemas weren't doing that well and then yeah. they all sort of revamped and, and on the back of 
things like the whole Marvel Cinematic Universe, mm. it um, it all picked up again. Yeah. So maybe this will happen again, but oh, I, I fear that it won't. Know, I fear that it'll, they'll die off. You will. We'll still have cinemas. Yeah, yeah. But I don't think there'll be as many as no, we have. There'll now. be like limited release stuff. It'll be stuff like the Astor Theatre in Melbourne, where it just plays random stuff mm. and just go and what? I don't know. I just it feels more and more like it's moving towards that as the weeks go on. I mean, this is this is again unprecedented. It's the biggest. It is the single biggest delayed movie from 2020 that's going to stream. Yeah, and the precedent that this is going to set. Um, we think about <clears throat> other movies like Top Gun, Fast and the Furious 9, uh, Black Widow, yep. all these big movies. I mean, what's it? How's this going to affect them? Are they going to. I think if Wonder Woman op- it opens and it's successful in this release strategy, I think we're going to see movies like those adopt as well. Oh, for sure. I don't think it's going to be, you know, a couple of weeks' time we'll hear Black Widow, Disney Plus. Mm. Well, you you just said it with you know your Twitter and stuff. Though. Yeah, people are wanting 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 it on streaming. Yeah, and I think it's at that point where we've nearly been in this pandemic for a year now, and people are, have adapted now. Yep, it's exactly been that right. period where you go through the you know the st- six stages of grief. Yep, which is like what do you, um, uh, anger, uh, denial, yeah. um, sadness, whatever, and then you kind of finally come to acceptance, acceptance at the end. Yeah, that's right. Um, and we've seen people go through all these things. No, I don't want this model. This sucks. Whatever. Oh, so I can't see Mulan in cinemas. Oh, and then it eventually gets to fucking. Oh, well, that's I just want to see the movie. Yep, yeah, that's right. Just get on with it, right? Yeah. Um, now, interestingly enough, we had um, a couple of leaked images came out for Falcon and the Winter Soldier. I'm not going to show them. Because I've learnt my lesson. <laughs> no leaked stuff. Covering leaked stuff. Yeah, um, do that. Copyright strike on my YouTube channel at the moment expires ja- January. Um, luckily, that hasn't affected the channel, other than having a copyright strike. Um, uh, but yeah, so we had some Falcon and the Winter Soldier merchandise leak, and usually around the time that stuff leaks um, is usually when they're about to start ramping up the marketing campaign for the film. Now, Falcon and the Winter Soldier is, of course, one of the next um, a Disney Plus series uh, that is supposed to launch from the, the MCU. Um, and this was actually supposed to come out before WandaVision, which is coming out in January. Um, it was supposed to be out earlier in the year. And they've been saying that they've pushed this back after WandaVision because it has some sort of narrative ties to Black Widow, so they couldn't release Winter Soldier without having first released Black Widow. So because Black Widow got pushed, Falcon and the Winter Soldier got pushed as well. But the fact that we're getting some merchandise leaks, usually, as I said, when you get a merchandise leak, it is around the time they're about to start ramping up the marketing because they have sent out these... um, It's usually because they've sent out these merchandising images to... Uh, distributors or wholesalers or or um, retailers, retailers and, yeah. and they kind of get out. Um, so the the fact that they're starting to ramp up the advertising campaign for Falcon and the Winter Soldier makes me think that maybe we're getting Black Widow earlier than yeah, expected. Yeah. If if it's true that we have to get Black Widow before Falcon and the Winter Soldier, if we're getting stuff leaking out from Falcon and the Winter Soldier, it means that Black Widow must be, you know, yeah, yeah, yeah. leading in as well. Yeah. Um, so, again, I feel like, I mean, Disney is probably, 
I'm sure the studios have insiders that that are in with other studios, and they mm. all know because you see these studios, they all make these very similar moves at the very at the same time. But those leaks to, I wonder where those leaks have come from. Have they come from from um, Disney or Marvel themselves? Or? Well, you never know. Because I, I remember, wow. I remember years ago, like when I was, you know, shoot, still shooting mm. photography. Um, and those who don't know, I was I'm a commercial photographer and mm. did advertising photography. And years ago, when Toy Story came out, I don't know if you remember Toy, yeah. when Toy Story first came out, I was one of the first photographers in Australia to shoot the toy line, mm. and no images or anything had been released of them by this stage. Yeah. And we had um, a Buzz Lightyear figure that was what are they about yeah, like 30, 30 centimeters yeah. or some action figure. Um, about thirty centimeters, and that was brought in by brought in um, with a security guard mm, in a yeah. locked in a locked case, yeah. and we were under strict instructions that we weren't allowed to release any images or yeah. tell anybody anything about it. So they so it, the security guard took it. We weren't allowed to handle it. Mm. Security guard put it put it on set. We shot it. I shot it, and then he packed it up and took it away. Even yeah. if we weren't finished, we had like half an hour to do what we had to do with it, yeah. and then he took it away. But they were armed mm. security guards. Yeah. So it makes me wonder how it gets out. How it gets out? Is it people who work in the company, or is it actually the company going? Let's just sneak this out. Well, we'll just know. say it's been. Well, late. I I don't know. I don't know. I think maybe I think maybe sometimes that could be the case where a studio accident, something leaks, and it's the studio trying to yeah, ramp right. up. Man, like I know what happened. Hype up. It happened with the Deadpool. Um, um, allegedly, they when they were trying to make Deadpool, it was this film that they were trying to get made for years and years and years and years. Apparently, the studio didn't want anything to do with it. That no one will go and see this movie. It's going to be crap. They filmed like a test reel with Ryan Reynolds as Deadpool. That you know, the opening scene, of the first movie on the freeway, yep. where he comes down with the samurai yeah, yeah, sword, yeah. just chopping heads off and stuff in the cars. They did like a test reel, which was essentially that scene, and that leaked. Mm. Um, and on the back of that, it got fans really hyped. And not long after that, they announced they're doing the film. That's right. And the director came out, um, allegedly said that, oh, yeah, I remember that leak. Mm. You know, and so things like that do happen a lot. Um, and I feel like, yeah, maybe sometimes that happens, but sometimes it is just they've sent it to someone in an email and that guy's gone, oh, check this out, mates, and then it's gone out somehow. Yeah. Um, but I don't know, but I, like I said, I feel like every time a leak like this happens, it's because the merchandising campaign's about to kick off, and I feel like maybe this is a sign that Black Widow, Disney+, Plus, and maybe they're just sitting on the fence waiting, is Wonder Woman going to do good? And if Wonder Woman does well, all right, here we go, here's Black Widow. Mm. Oh, yeah. interesting. Um, it's going to be a different world in 10 years' time, isn't it? Oh, yeah, well, next year, and a year to, like, how much has it changed yeah, this year alone? Yeah, but you think in 10 years' time, it's going to be yeah. like, oh, my God. Um, this just dropped this morning as well from a Deadline article. I'll read a chunk from the article here. Um, didn't have it much time to take too many notes on it. Um, but Deadline reported exclusively, no final decision has been made, but Deadline hears that the uncertainty of the future theatrical marketplace has Disney looking at launching a number of its upcoming tentpole family films on Disney Plus instead of theatrical release bows, um, bows that were envisioned for the... Uh, that were envisioned when the films were developed and greenlit. At this, film, uh, at this point, the films being discussed to make the pivot are Cruella, 
the uh, live-action reimagining of 101 Dalmatians that stars Emma Stone and Emma Thompson. Uh, the Robert Zemeckis-directed Pinocchio that has Tom Hanks starring and Peter Pan and Wendy, uh, which is uh, the David Lowry-directed film that has Grownish star Yara Shahidi set to play Tinkerbell. It is unclear at the moment whether the films will be offered up for free to Disney Plus subscribers, as was done with Pete Doctor-directed Pixar film Soul, or for a premium charge, as was done with Mulan. Still, it's a bombshell development in the fast-changing theatrical streaming landscape. Mm. <sighs> so we're seeing that already. Yep. Literally one day, two days after Wonder Woman was announced to go to streaming, Disney have gone, oh, yeah, this, like, essentially, it's enormous slate of big films for the next year or two. Yep, streaming. Tell you what's going. Lord. Yeah. There's been no word on Raya and the Last Dragon, which is the next animated film from Walt Disney Animation, um, going to streaming. Apparently that's still set for theatrical, but we've all seen how quickly these things change. And uh, Jungle Cruise as well, which is that huge one with The Rock and Emily Blunt. Should have been in cinemas last year, then was going to go in this year, and then they put it off again until next year. There's been no word on whether that'll go to Disney+. Plus, But again, I just, I don't know. Disney is so embracing this Disney+. Plus. It almost feels like almost everything's going to go on Disney+. Plus now. Yep. Well, we've been talking about that for a few yeah. weeks. Whether stuff can go to streaming. No, I still think that's what's going to happen. Yeah. And you'll, and you'll get limited releases of big block, blockbuster films in the cinema. Yeah. I still well, reckon that's what. Well, this do. is what Wonder Woman's showing, isn't it? Yep. You've got that day and date sort of a theatrical release and streaming release. Yep. And how long? How long are the cinemas going to hold out if that's the case? You know, this not, is gonna, not, not going to. It's going to completely just divide the the audience numbers into a quarter. Maybe they might get like a quarter of the audience that yeah, would right. have gone out yep. watch it at home for free. And Why the theory is it's going to. It's going to cost jobs and it's going to cost, yeah. um, you know, cinemas to close and mm-hmm. stuff like that. So, you know, where you'll have an area you might have, you know, I think we've got we've got a village in up the road here. Yeah. We've got another village, you know, five kilometres away from there. We've got yeah. a Hoyts up here. We've got another Hoyts down oh. there. Um, and you'll probably find that, you know, one of, the, one of the village will close down, one of the Hoyts will close down when they're in close proximity to each other. Yeah. They just couldn't afford to keep them running. No. They really couldn't. If that's the way they're going to go. Mm, and, exactly. And, you know, as the audience have indicated, they want streaming. They don't, yeah. They're not going to go to cinemas. It's moved. It's, moved. it's shifted. Um, so, yeah, as, if the cinemas don't hold out, then that, that model of theatrical and digital day and date is simply just going to be streaming. Yep. Uh, it's going to be very sad. I just, I don't know. Again, this has all happened so rapidly. It'll be interesting to see where we are even in 12 months' time. Yeah. Um, Which is not so bad for us. I mean, we've got a, well, exactly right. we've got a screen we can watch it on, a yeah. theatre screen we can watch it. But, but it's, you know, if you haven't got yeah, you know, haven't got a large TV or a large screen yeah. and stuff that you can watch it on, some of this stuff, and a decent sound system to be mm. rocked out of your chair, yeah. you know, what are you going to do? Yeah, watch it on an iPhone. There's a lot of people in the younger generation don't mind. I hear a lot of people who just want to watch a movie on their iPhone. They don't care. Mm. Um, but anyway, uh, yeah. So, but yeah, well, I mean, we had a, we had a visitor come the other day. Mm. Oh yeah, and she and she walked in and, and saw that we had a bit of a collection of Blu-rays and stuff. I said, oh wow, a bit of a collection of movies there. We go, oh, yeah. I said, oh yeah. She said, oh, does any does, does anybody own a DVD player anymore? Yeah. 
yeah, we do. Yeah. <laughs> Crazy. And there's a lot of people that do. And yeah. But a vast majority of people, I think, are just embracing streaming yeah. and, you know, not going to cinemas and not buying DVDs and stuff. It's just a whole new world. Um, talking about big streaming releases, though, we've got um, a lot of big movies opening on Christmas Day. I thought I'd go over briefly. Um, of course, we've got Wonder Woman now is on Christmas Day, we've got, uh, which is going to be on HBO Max if you want to stream it. You've got Soul on Disney+. Plus. Um, you've got News of the World, that Tom Hanks film where he's uh, yep. a Civil War veteran who agrees to deliver a girl taken by the Kiowa people years ago to her aunt and uncle against her will, and they kind of travel along the world and... He brings the news of the world to all these people around, you know. Yep. Uh, that's going to Netflix on Christmas Day. Film called One Night in Miami, which is a fictionalized meeting between Malcolm X, Muhammad Ali, Jim Brown, and Sam Cooke, starring Kingsley uh, Kingsley Benadir, uh, Eli Gorey, Aldous Hodge, and Leslie Odom Jr. That's going to Amazon Prime. Got one called Sylvie's Love with Tessa Thompson and uh, I'm not going to get this name wrong, Namdi Asamuga. I, again, apologise if I get these names wrong. Um, but, yeah, uh, that one is going to Amazon Prime, and it looks really nice. If you see the if you see the poster for it, it's almost like a really um, sort of vintage-looking thing, almost like a like Sydney Poitier kind of movie, like 1960s. Um, it's, uh, Sylvie has a summer romance with a saxophonist who takes a summer job at her father's record store in Harlem. When they reconnect years later, they discover that their feelings for each other have not faded with the years. I say, yeah, that looks good. That's Amazon Prime. That sounds right. Uh, One called Promising Young Woman, which has got Carrie Mulligan, Alison Brie, Bo Burnham. This is uh, a black comedy thriller. Um, The description is, everyone said uh, Cassie, played by Mulligan, was a promising young woman until a mysterious event abruptly uh, derailed her future. However, nothing in Cassie's life is what it appears to be. She's wickedly smart and tantalizingly cunning, and she's living a secret double life by night. An unexpected encounter is about to give Cassie a chance to right the wrongs of her past. This one is going to cinemas. Uh, so there's no word on that going to streaming. So that is like the sole one that will be actually going to cinemas, apparently. Mm. Uh, but I've heard lots of really good things about this. It's done the circuit, the... Um, um, award circuit, and it's been getting praise, praise reviews, rave reviews. Um, Carrie Mulligan is fantastic, one of my favourites. She doesn't do a lot of stuff, though, but whenever she does something, it's incredible. Um, and, of course, we're getting Midnight Sky uh, from George Clooney. Uh, it's George Clooney directed it. He also stars it, uh, stars in it, alongside Felicity Jones, uh, Kyle Chandler, and David Oyelowo. Oyelowo. Um, and this uh, it's a post-apocalyptic tale which follows Augustine, a lonely scientist in the Arctic, as he races to stop Sally and her fellow astronauts from returning uh, home to a mysterious global catastrophe. That opens December 10th, so it's a few mm. days before Christmas. But we've got all these huge movies that are going to be out either on Christmas Day or just a little bit before Christmas, which is uh, crazy. It's absolutely stacked. Yeah, it's heaps there. Absolutely stacked. Some um, stuff there that looks okay too. Yeah. So I'm looking forward to this. Most of it I've not heard anything about. Yeah. Most of these are just things that have maybe just been announced the last few days and it's almost like, oh, another one for Christmas, another one for Christmas. Oh. So if you're, a big Chris, if you're a big movie fan or you love watching a movie on Christmas or whatever, you are spoiled for choice this year. And it's all free as long as you have the subscriptions to the streaming services, of course. Um, I mentioned Tessa Thompson. Very briefly touch on this. It's not huge news. But it's something that's not surprising but is still really great to hear. Um Chris Pratt and Vin Diesel are now officially confirmed to be starring in Thor 4, Love and Thunder. So they will, of course, be starring as Star-Lord and Groot. 
which means we'll probably get Dave Batista in there and Zoe Saldana awesome. in there as well. So we like a crossover Thor and Guardians of the Galaxy. That'd be great. Um, now, Chris Hemsworth has already been announced to be in the next Guardians, Guardians of all three. So it's going to be like a huge crossover thing. Of course, if you remember at the end of Endgame, um, uh, Thor, Thor got the lift with him. Yeah. Yeah. So it's going to all tie in. Yeah. Um, so, of course, that is a massive cast as well. You've got Hemsworth, you've got Tessa Thompson, who I mentioned just before. Um, Natalie, Natalie Portman's back after skipping the third instalment because uh, she got a bit too big for the Marvel Cinematic Universe. But now yeah. that she's seen them making so much money, she's back um, <laughs> as Jane Foster. Um, I shouldn't say that. Who knows? Maybe she just li- really liked the idea of this story. And Taika Waititi is such a fantastic director, she wanted to get back involved in it again. I think that's probably, I think that's probably uh, what it is. Uh, but I'm excited for her to come back. Good I to love- see her back. Love Natalie Portman. I always loved her as Jane Foster. Um, and now she's actually going to get to wield the hammer. Because you've got in the in the comics, Jane Foster becomes That's Thor, right. yeah, yeah, yeah. so she's going to become Thor. She's going to wield the hammer. We're going to have two Thors. It's going to be bloody awesome. Um, Taika Waititi's back as Korg, and Christian oh, Bale. I love Korg. Oh, Korg is great. Um, and Christian Bale is going to play a villain. Um, and the rumor is it's going to be Beta Ray Bill, who's a villain who kind of comes in. He's like uh, he um, defeats either defeats Thor or defeats an Asgardian in battle and steals the Stormbreaker as like a spoil of war. But then Odin decides that he is actually worthy enough to wield the hammer and he kind of becomes a hero. Yeah. And he joins forces with Thor. And so the idea is that we might have like the team of Thors. It's like Ooh, Beta Ray Bill Thor and then Jane Foster Thor, which will be, oh, it's going to be so mm. good if that's how it goes down. That'd but anyway, good. thought I'd touch on that. It's like, as I said, Who's, does it say who's directing that? Yeah, Taika Waititi. Oh, of course, be, writing and directing. Good. It's going to be great. It's got to be good. Um, so, of course, as I said, Chris Hemsworth was already confirmed for Guardians 3 a while ago. Thor and the Guardians were together at the end of Endgame. This was a given, but it's nice to hear it officially, mm, which good. is beautiful. Absolutely Look forward beautiful. to that. Yeah. So when's that, does it say, did you say when that was true? Um, that is out, oh, geez. That is out, well, um... We don't know if it's actually going to make its release date, do we? Because it's been pushed back so far. Oh, but be twi- back. 2022, February uh, 2022, apparently it might get pushed back again, but who knows? Mm. Um, but yeah, um, we got a big trailer this week, which I was very excited about. I've been waiting for it because I knew that I'd do a video on it and it'd do very well. And there's the trailer for Tom and Jerry. Let's take a very quick look awesome. at the trailer for the Tom and Jerry film. This hotel has been host to four presidents, three popes, two kings, and we're about to host the wedding of the century. We have a mouse problem. With the what now? We could hire an exterminator. Or we can leverage millions of years of predatory evolution. Yeah, there it's awesome. Go. Tom and Jerry. Oh, how good is that? You reckon? Yeah, I'm he, so excited. They, they were uh, some of my favourites when I was... Uh, Love Tom and Jerry. When I was a kid, yeah. Tom and Jerry, loved them. Yeah, everyone loves them. It's one of yeah. my, my second most, my, like second highest performing cartoon evolution, Tom really? and Jerry. Yeah. yeah. 880,000 views at the moment. Shit. People love it. Um, so yeah, that looks uh, that looks good. What and and uh, what's his name? Michael Pena. Michael Pena, yeah, he's fantastic. Yeah, I love him. I love Michael Pena. So good. Chloe uh, Grace Moretz is in there. You got Ken Jeong in there. Who's? <laughs> 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 it looks like he's going to be a bit of a villain sort just, of thing. I just picture him jumping out and jumping out of the boot naked. <laughs> yes. <laughs> oh my god. So funny. Um, yeah. So that looks quite. What do you think about? That looks the, great. What do you think about the animation in it? Oh, brilliant. It's just yeah. like old school. Yeah. Old school animation. A lot of people moaning about it. No, I reckon 
you know, it's like it looks like almost looks hand drawn animation. Well, yeah, it's um, so sort of like what they did with um, Into the Spider Verse, where they have the CG animated characters, but they yep. rendered them to look like they're hand drawn. Yeah, yeah, yeah. looks yeah, fantastic. Really yeah, I love like that old hybrid. school, the old school feel to yeah. it. Yeah, it's not like Space Jam or Roger Rabbit sort of thing. Yeah, but then taken into the modern day, we've actually there's CG models as opposed to cell drawn characters. Yeah, and it looks great. I got, there's a lot of people complaining about it, like, oh, this is terrible. These well, they ca- want full bloody CG. Yeah, people want they? it to look like no, fucking no. Sonic or the Elven and the no, Chipmunks. No, 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 no. And then people complaining, it oh, it doesn't work in this world because they're, uh, you know, these traditionally animated characters don't work in this world. I'm just thinking it's a fucking, mou- of t- fucking mouse and cat. Yeah. Cartoon characters. Yeah. They're like, oh, it worked in Roger Rabbit because they're supposed to be cartoons. It worked in. Space Jam because they're supposed to be cartoons because they go into the cartoon to be cartoons world. Cartoons anyway. Well, you never know exactly, right? Who knows? They might slip out of some like porthole at the beginning of the film from Toon Land or whatever. Who knows? You just don't know. It's a it's a bloody two minute trailer. Um, but I think it looks great. I think oh, it looks fantastic. Fantastic. Oh, that that animation's beautiful. Yeah. It's gonna be. I I don't know. I I look forward to. It. I lo- I love the mix of um of that hybrid animation, which is the CG and traditional kind of blended yeah. together. I think it looks great. Yeah, yeah. And it works well here. I mean, you don't want to, I don't want to see like Tom and Jerry like they did Elvin and the Chipmunks, where no, it's like realistic. It's not, yeah. It would not work. People complain no. about it. No, 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 no. When they tried to make Sonic hyper, re, I don't know if you remember this, the first trailer for Sonic came out and they tried to make him like hyper realistic and it just looked like nightmare fuel. It was awful. Yeah, and people complained no, no, about no, no, it. So they went back and they redesigned the character. Oh, that's right. Yeah, yeah. I do remember look, that. Yeah. To look more like he that's did in, right. the, in the video games. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah um, you're right. So I feel like if that had come out and it was like an actual like little mouse and a cat, people would be like, what is this? It's mm. awful. Right? But I think that looks great. Cast is fantastic. The comedy is tr- like traditional Tom and Jerry Classic comedy from yep. like the nineteen forties, fifties. Um, I'm I'm sold on that. Oh, you I'm love really it. looking forward to it. Yeah, love um, it. Absolutely yeah. love it. I did a uh, trailer breakdown for that too online. If you want to head over to YouTube, David Lee Danner, and check that one out. Here's another trailer we're going to look at. I feel like this is something we probably like might do. We're going to react to. Oh God! Father Christmas is back. Oh. It stars Elizabeth Hurley, John Cleese, and Kelsey Grammer. We reported on this at like one of our first shows. It had just gone into production. Yeah. It's um, already finished filming and obviously it looks like it's been finished. The film's finished. They put out a trailer. It looks absolutely dreadful, sounds dreadful. They put out a poster, which looks awful. Um, but we have to look at this. Um, there's The interesting thing, though, is they put all this out and they haven't even released a release date for it. They haven't said if it's going to cinemas or streaming or what the hell is doing with this. But anyway... Let's take a look at the trailer for Father Christmas is back. This is my girlfriend, Jackie. Hi. Let's show him what he's missed. For the last 27 years. I'm going to push this so far down your throat, you'll need a colonoscopy to remove it. Marvellous. I propose a duel. <laughs> no! And have a lovely Christmas. Merry Christmas, everyone. <laughs> Nothing endearing about that no. at all. Comedy's terrible. The car, like the car, I'll watch it. Great, I'll, I'll watch it. it. It's, gonna be... it's just going to be tragic. Oh man! It's like it almost looks like John Cleese and Frazier that trying to capture the good old days. Yeah, of, yeah, yeah. Of their comedy days and just getting a paycheck, really. 
Oh, yeah. It's a, I'm amazed that um, Sam Jackson's not in Well, yeah. Yeah, he does <laughs> everything, doesn't he? Super see him. Yeah. Oh, man. God. Yeah, I don't know. No, no, that's going to be awful. That's going to be I'll bad. probably watch it, but i tell you what. Yeah. It's, it's awful. looks yeah, awful. It's really bad. Like I said, we were going to give a... Uh, We've watched some bad Christmas films. Yeah, years, but that's... But we'll have a look at it and yeah. tell you what we think. Um, yeah, I said we were going to give a reaction, and uh, those that those listening on the audio podcast didn't get much of a reaction out of no, that. No, no. So, I just couldn't react because it was, just, it was just sitting here thinking, shit. what is this? Uh, anyway, we are pushing time today. So let's get into a few like announcements and stuff that have been made over the last week. Yep. Um, Pink Panther reboot was announced just this morning. So they're rebooting Pink Panther. But what they're doing is, of course, the Pink Panther uh, was originally a live-action film starring Peter Sellers, 1963, um, where he played a, um, a detective, bumbling detective, uh, Inspector Clouseau. Yep. Um, and he was on the hunt for a um, serial... Um, uh, what do you call it, thief, a cat burglar who was going to go steal the Pink Panther diamond. Yeah. Um, so there was this whole series of like 10 films of Inspector Clouseau, Hunting Thieves and stuff, Bumbling Detective. Um, as, a, as a part of those films, the opening credit sequences featured the Pink Panther character. So we imagine the cartoon character, the Pink Panther. Yeah, yeah. He was in the credits of those th- films. People loved that character so much they actually made cartoons, yeah. cartoon shorts yep. and TV yep. series based on that character. And what they've never done in the films is brought the live action together with that cartoon character. So when that, they're, what they're doing now is, again, a similar thing to Sonic, is uh, we've got uh, the live action character, which is probably going to be Inspector Clouseau. Um, something it says he's had some kind of damage to his head and then he imagines this friend, which is the Pink Panther cartoon character, who then helps him solve crimes. So it's the first time they've actually brought the Pink Panther into a Pink Panther film. Sure. Yep. Yes, it's I the first time. I have no. recollection of No, it was only ever. The, car- the cartoon was only ever in the credits. Oh, and in, yeah, it's true. And yeah, in, right. the, in, in the cartoons, the Thatcher Cup, yeah. but they never melded the two it's concepts together. together. So it's the first time we've got like That'd a buddy movie with Inspector Clouseau. And, but what they did do, though, is there were in the cartoons um, – Inspector Clouseau came in as an animated character oh, right, quite regularly. Okay. So you had that, that kind of thing going on in the cartoon. So this is the first time that's, that's translated into live action. Uh, that would be interesting. interesting yeah. And it's being directed by the guy who did Sonic and written mm. by one of the writers of uh, Bad Boys for Life, which was quite good. Oh, okay. So look, I don't forward know. To look forward to it. I like the, Pink Pan- the old Pink Panther yeah. films with yeah. Peter Sellers. and All fun. And those right. cartoons are fun, and yeah. it's just the time for rebooting stuff. So, yeah. Yeah. oh, I think it'll be all right. We'll have to see more. It's just an announcement that they're doing it. So who knows if it'll happen or when it'll happen or looking forward to mm. it. Um, Sia, the singer, yep. um, is, has directed a movie. It's called Music. Mm. <laughs> um, it stars Kate Hudson, Maddie Ziegler, or Maddie Ziegler. She is the young girl who does all the dancing in the see a music video clip. Have you ever seen oh, a yeah, see a music yeah. video? She's she's the girl that's in them. Um, it also stars Leslie Odom Jr., Ben Schwartz, and Juliet Lewis. Uh, it's focused on Zoo, who's played by Kate Hudson, a free spirit of uh, a free spirit estranged from her family, who is newly sober but deals drugs, becomes the guardian of her half sister, Music, a teenager with autism, which is played by uh, Zeigler, 
Um, after Music's grandmother dies, Zoo struggles with this uh, new responsibility but gets assistance from a neighbour, Ebo, played by Odom Jr. Uh, fantasy musical sequences show how the title character views the world. It's written as a musical with songs by Sia and choreography by Sia's frequent collaborator, Ryan Heffington. Um, Sia's done the music for it as well, so she's going to release an album to coincide with the film. This is a bit weird, but it sounds like a bit my, mm. like across the universe kind of thing. Yeah, it sounds like crap. <laughs> you reckon? Uh, you know, you don't like musicals. I'm not a musical fan. Um, I don't know. It sounds okay. I like the idea of the like the fantasy musical sequences showing how the character views the world. That kind of draws me in. But I'm still mm. boycotting Sia at the moment. Yeah, you had a bad experience with the yeah. Sia concert, didn't you? I went to a Sia concert in 2017 and it was the worst concert I've been to in my life. Mm. Um, she came out. There was... They had five or six um, support acts. It was almost like she kind of she got all these female singers to come out, and it was like a big female led sort of thing, um, and like a big concert celebrating female artists, which I think was great. And I had you know it was it was almost like three hours of these support acts came out, and then Sia finally came out, didn't address the audience, didn't like say hello. I mean, I don't I understand she's not that kind of performer, like you know, sort of like interactive with an audience or whatever, but didn't even acknowledge the audience, came out, stood in the corner of the stage, the entire show, and just sang for like 45 minutes to an hour. If no, that. I don't know much about Sue. She's the one that... She's, she's the, the one that's covers got her the... Face, co- there, yeah. covers her face. She's got the wig. Yeah. So she had the wig on. Didn't even... It could have been someone else, for all I know, just lip syncing to music. She stood in the corner at the back of the stage singing for like an hour and then pissed off. Didn't acknowledge the audience once. Didn't say hello. Didn't say goodbye. Didn't say thank you for coming. Nothing. Not a word from her. Oh. And um, and all the video that was on the screen was pre-recorded. So you had people on the stage, like you had the dancer, Zeigler, yeah, yeah, Maddie yeah. Zeigler was there, and then a few other like actors and dancers and stuff. But everything on the screen was pre-recorded. God. So it was almost like a concept, like this concept art concert. If I knew well, it was probably gonna, what it was. It's exactly what it was. But I sort of... I probably should have expected it knowing Sia and knowing who she is as an artist. Mm. But it was just like, and a lot of people complained about it too. To that. Terrible. Myself oh. and Alicia went, my girlfriend, and she was so excited to go. She loves Sia. I, I, love, I thought Sia's music's really great, you know, as well. Uh, so we thought, yeah, let's go see Sia. Even Alicia hated it. It was just, it was just boring. And like you had on the screen, the one thing, I'm sitting there thinking, this is, this is pre-recorded. Because the shots were like real cinematic and they were like coming up really close to the artists and I'm thinking, there's no cameras like right up against that person. Mm. It's pre-recorded. And then you get like celebrities coming up on the screen, like actors, like um, Kristen Wiig was in it and Ben Mendelsohn. Uh, not Ben Mendelsohn. Um, uh, what's his name? Um, other Australian actor. Oh, it was Ben Mendelsohn. Ben Mendelsohn? Which one's Ben Mendelsohn? Oh, I don't know. I'm trying to think. The um, <laughs> No. Oh, I'm confused. Yeah, Ben Mendelsohn well, is same, the... Same. Johnson, oh, no? who was it? It was one of them. It was one. It was, it was one. One Australian actor, and I'm thinking, no, they're not there. That's not them. This is pre-recorded, and it got gradually more and more obvious that everything on the screen was a pre-record. Sia was standing in the corner. If it even was Sia, sure it was Sia, but you know, it was obviously the point of it. I mean, the, yeah, obviously it was a know. concept art, a concept which is a concept. But everyone there was just like, "What the hell is going on?" Oh, no shit. one was up and like singing or anything. It was just sitting like. So I've been no. on. I've just boycotted. Sorry. See ya. 
It was just terrible. Such a waste of money. Anyway. Not for me. I said I wasn't going to play anymore today. Um, another movie which has been announced heading to Netflix is a drama called Pieces of a Woman. It'll debut on Netflix on January 7. Uh, stars Vanessa Kirby, Shia LaBeouf, Molly Parker, Sarah Snook, Eliza Schlesinger, uh, Benny Safdie, and Alan Burstein. Um, it's directed by Hungarian filmmaker Cornel Mandrukzo. I'm again, that's probably completely wrong. Uh, he's he directed one film in 2017 called Jupiter's Moon. I think he's more of like a stage director. Um, it premiered in the Venice International Film Festival, uh, Festival and Toronto International Film Festival early in the year, getting great reviews, 80% on Rotten Tomatoes, um, and it's about a couple, a Boston couple on the verge of pa- a parenthood whose lives change irrevocably during a home birth at the hands of a flustered midwife who faces charges of criminal negligence. Thus begins a year-long odyssey for Martha, who must navigate her grief while uh, working through fractitious relationships with her husband and her domineering mother, along with the publicly vilified midwife whom she must face in court. Sounds like shit. Sounds like a downer. Yep. Sounds like Oscar bait. I was going to say. <laughs> I don't know. I'm sure it's a great movie, but I don't think it's our kind of thing. It just sounds very down, depressing. and Doesn't sound like one for me. No. But anyway, if you're interested in that, if that's something you're looking forward to, Peace of a Woman, Netflix, January 7, 2021. Uh, another one called The Adam Project. Sounds quite Sounds interesting. interesting. Yeah. Yeah. It's the one with um, Jennifer Garner. Yep. Oh, sorry. It was a Ryan Reynolds film, wasn't it? Yeah. And Jennifer Garner and Zoe Saldana have just been yep. attached to it. Um, I don't mind Jennifer Garner. It's just some good stuff. They yeah, all they does some a good cast. She's done a lot of films that are just really ordinary, but they're yeah. easy to watch. Mm. So don't mind, don't mind. Don't They're all good. The whole cast's like good. It. It's yeah. going to Netflix. Um, I don't know. I don't think they have given a date yet, though. They haven't gone into production just yet. No. Uh, but story by Sean Levy. Apparently, uh, apparently <coughs> Tom, Tom Cruise um, was originally wanting to play the lead in this. Oh, really? Yeah. Oh, interesting. Apparently so. Um, it's directed by Sean Levy, who did Free Guy, which is the upcoming Reynolds film for 20th Century Pictures, which Disney have dropped from the release schedule indefinitely. Uh, he also directed Real Steel, Internship, Night at the Museum 1 and 2, Cheaper by the Dozen. That's written by T.S. Nolan of Mayer's Runner Films and Pacific Rim Uprising. Hmm. <clears throat> it's a bit of a, like, time travel thing. That might be interesting. Yeah. Reportedly follows a man who must travel back in time to get help from his 13-year-old self and together must encounter their late father, who is the same age as Reynolds. So it sounds pretty good. Hmm. I'll, uh, I'll watch that. Yeah. Um, Sounds good to me. We've got Angelina Jolie directing another film mm. called Unreasonable Behaviour. This is the one for you. It's about a photographer. Oh, yeah, yeah. That's true. Yeah. I, <laughs> no, I don't know. In fact, in fact, I know of this guy, this photographer too, mm-hmm. um, and his work is stunning. Yeah. Absolutely incredible work. Um, so he's uh, he was a he, British, I think, British, yeah, British war, war British photographer. War photographer. And um, he spent time in, I think, Vietnam um, yeah. and Bolivia. Was it Bolivia or? I'm not sure, but I think, yeah, it, I think it was of, Bolivia and did yeah. a lot of lot of war films and yeah. and, and captured captured the uh, you know Photographs. the real the real essence of of what war was all yeah. about, and put his put his life in danger the whole the whole mm. way through, and yeah. so I'm sort of. I'm sort of uh, excited to see that one. She she tends to focus on Angelina Jolie. Tends to focus on um, real life, real life things, yeah. kind of inspiring people. She did that one. Um, I mean, that's the only thing I read about uh, autobiographies. I don't read yeah. fiction. 
Um, so that'll that'll really appeal to me. That'll be interesting. Not uh, just not just the photographer side of me, but yeah, yeah, the biopic side. Yeah, biopic. Biopic. Side. Yeah. As I've recently learned, it's biopic. actually biopic, not biopic. I, I always thought it was biopic. <clears throat> so well, I thought it was biopic. So there you go. It's biopic. Um, it's apparently an unflinching unflinching account of his life, which took him from again, as you said, poverty stricken wartime London some of the world's most dangerous war zones. It's produced by Tom Hardy and Dean Baker, but there's no word on the casting just well, yet. Well, Tom Hardy was originally going uh, to yeah, yeah. star in it, mm. um, but now he's only on board as a, as a producer, but yeah. they reckon that he'll probably finish up well, starring maybe. in it. I hope uh, so. Other, it's yeah, it's good, but otherwise no word on casting there. Uh, we've got mm. one more that's been announced. Uh, it's called The Old Knives. Chris Pine, uh, Tandy Newton, Lawrence Fishburne and Jonathan Price they're going to star in it. It's an espionage thriller, All the Old Knives. Uh, they haven't announced if this is going to streaming or theatres or anything just yet. I think people are a little hesitant at the moment to kind of say what's happening with yeah. these films. Um, but I think we assume that it's intended for theatrical. It's apparently set in the town of Carmel-by-the-Sea and follows ex-lovers, one a CIA spy and uh, one an ex-spy, Meet over dinner to reminisce on their time together in Vienna Station. Uh, the conversation moves inevitably to disastrous hijacking. Inevitably, of inevitably, yeah, whatever. <laughs> hijacking of Royal Jordan. I've been talking for an hour and a half here. Yeah, it's true. I'm going to be stumbling over my words. Um, uh, the discussion moves to the disastrous hijacking of Royal Jordanian Flight One Two Seven, which ended in the, the deaths of all on board. That failure haunts the CIA to this day, and Henry has come to Carmel to close the book on that seedy chapter. As they parry, floating over California crew, uh, cuisine, it becomes clear that one of them is not going to survive the meal. Ooh. Ooh. Bit Mr. and Mrs. Smith. Yeah. It's directed by Janus Metz, who's mostly done television stuff and short films. It's written by Olin Sten- uh, Stenhauer, based on his own novel. Mm. Uh, yeah. Chris Bond. Uh, Chris. What's his name? Chris Pine. Chris Pine, Fishburne, Jonathan Price, good. Yeah, Tony yeah, Newton's might good. Be okay. it's might be okay. Might be Might be entertaining. Yeah. I don't think it's going to be great, but... Yeah, it's going to be one of those easy-to-watch kind of things. I yeah. Think. Sounds a little bit like that one we watched with the old folks the other day. The um, one with uh, um, Helen Mirren and um, oh, Ian yeah, McKellen. Um, the, the Good Liar. The Good Incident. It's um, sort of that kind of film. Yeah, probably. Easy to watch. Not fantastic, but easy enough to watch. But that's all right. We'll give, yeah. it, a, we'll give it a bill. Yeah, I think so. See how we go. Uh, we are running well over today. So well let's over. let's whack in some subscriber and listener questions and get on with it. Uh, okay. Uh, of course, Lockie Dell has had his say again. Dave's yeah. mate, one of Dave's mates. from All-rounded here. Yep, that's right. Yep. Moron. Um, which directors are you all in for? Uh, you'll see you'll see any film they release uh, at the movies, no matter what. Wow. For me, it's Taika Waititi yeah. at the moment. Yep. Love everything he's he terrific. touches. Um, I'll always see a Spielberg film, although you I'm know, hesitant. he's been on and off. Um, Nolan, Christopher Nolan films, you always, always have to go good, see yeah. a Nolan film. Yep. We've still got to get our tickets to Tenet at the IMAX. Yep. Apparently all the um, evening sessions are sold out now, so we've got to go during the afternoon one day. Tarantino. Oh, yeah, yeah. Always got to yeah, see Tarantino, see Tarantino film. film. Um, they're all big cinema ones. I feel like I, ne- I always not necessarily see them in cinemas, but we'll always make an effort to watch their movie yeah. on home media. Yeah. David Fincher, 
did stuff like Gone Girl and Social Network. Oh, he's done some great, great stuff. films. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Seven. Yeah. Um, he's just done Mank, which is going to be on Netflix. Mm-hmm. Uh, going to be great. Um, Clint Eastwood. His oh, films yeah. are always Everything fantastic. Yeah. Uh, Scorsese. Haven't seen the last few movies he's done. Haven't watched The Irishman yet, only because it's so long. Mm-hmm. Um, and didn't watch Silence because that's also so long and looks a bit boring. But we'll get to them. Yep. And um, Wes Anderson. I'm not a huge fan. Uh, I think like Grand Budapest Hotel. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Those are no, like I like really his quirky. Stuff, yeah. Royal Tenenbaums yep. and stuff like that. Tenenbaums, great um, Yeah, he's great. He, I, I think I'm. I, he's like a quiet taste. I don't always love his stuff, but I always just have to see his stuff. It's like always just so engrossing. Um, but, I, I, yeah, I think I, I really enjoyed most of most of his movies. Mm. Uh, so, yeah, I think they're the, they're the big ones for definitely, us. Definitely, for sure. Definitely Tyka and Eastwood yeah. for me. Yeah. Uh, Javier, I see... Was it? A oh, we've got two more. Sorry, I've got two more patrons, which I didn't oh, send over to you because they come in sort of last minute. You have to read so those do the patrons I can't first. See them from here. All right. Uh, Tushar Sharma says, "What are your thoughts on faster playback brought on by streaming services? Would you ever use it?" There were a lot of celebrities who were against it when it was first launched by Netflix. So essentially, you know, when you've got YouTube um, and you've got an option to play it at one time speed, oh, two yeah, times yeah. speed, Netflix introduced this feature so oh, you can watch a movie at two times off. speed. <laughs> Watch a film for how it was yeah, intended exactly. to be watched. Yeah, terrible, awful. A you had a, stupid a idea. lot of um, people came out, and was it? I know Tom Cruise and Christopher McQuarrie came out about something. I'm not sure if it was about this. There was something else that. They, oh no, they were. They came out and led this thing about motion smoothing, telling people to turn the motion smoothing off their television. Oh, yeah. And I think that's similar thing. It's oh, like, right. why did why would you watch a movie on two times speed? That's exactly. So stupid. Why would you? T- just watch com- how it was intended to be exactly watched. Exactly right. Just completely just ruins the film, essentially. Yep. Um, Tom uh, Bodoon. Tom Bodoon. Every time. Every time. Mate, you've got to let us know how to phonetically pronounce your name. Next time you send the question, please, because I'm stumbling over this every week. Um, is there a particular movie, subgenre, or plot you're sad hasn't been done a lot lately? For me, it's the good old-fashioned treasure hunt movie. Mm, I don't mm. know. I would probably say like that action adventure treasure movie, like Pirate. You think of Pirate to the Caribbean. Uh, Tom's even said like Jungle Cruise is coming out next year, uh, so that could be like that return to that um, and stuff like yeah, I love stuff like that National Treasure with Nick Cage, um, but it hasn't been done a lot, and I always love that kind of thing. I'm sorry I've answered your question with your answer to it, um, but yeah, that's the. I think that's what I can really. I can't think really of. think of anything. Anything else is like I feel like it's just done over and over and over and over again. Yeah, maybe we'll get, yeah, back, we'll get back to that next week. Um, okay, okay, so let's go to Javier. Yeah, uh, Javier Acevedo. Yep. Uh, Criterion or Arrow? Oh, well, of course, these are the like independent boutique labels that release a lot of films. Oh yeah. Um, Criterion is always the one that everyone kind of puts at the top because it's all oh, it's prestigious. Criterion they've been around since like the VHS Laserdisc days. Um, Arrow does a lot of more kind of uh, more obscure stuff, more cult films and stuff. I don't know. I don't, I don't feel like a lot of people just think Criterion is better than it is. Uh, they do put out some great movies, but I feel like they're all as good. They're all putting out as as many great films. The content on them is great. The special features, everything, the booklets. I don't know. I don't really have a. I don't really have a favorite. I think like there's Eureka as well, who are great. You've got Imprint, um, which is the Viavision label here in Australia. They're great. Um, I'm sure I'm missing a couple as well, but I just I love them all. I can't mm. pick. 
Exactly. Uh, Nicholas, Nicholas Newland, do you think the death of the cinema experience is mm. inevitable at this point, just like arcades, like arcade um, yeah. gaming arcades, yeah. etc., have died off or become a niche-type experience mm. due to, due to factors, factors like being able to experience games on par or better at home now? Yeah. Uh, we could be experiencing the fast-tracking of the death of the cinema due to COVID. Mm. Being an Aussie, I have little motivation to go to the cinema as, uh, in its current state. Uh, current state, as it's only showing content uh, which is already out in the home market or will be in a week or so's time. For example, Tenant. I think we've touched on all this today. Exactly right. Really? Yeah, it's pretty much what we've been talking about. It is fast-tracking. And we it. think, yeah, for sure. Uh, VH, VHS-ified. Yeah. Uh, what is your least favourite Spielberg film? I think you'll guess this one. Yeah. Yeah. I know which one it's for me. Yeah. Was it Crystal Skull? Yeah. <laughs> Terrible. The first half was brilliant. Mm-hmm. As soon as a spaceship showed up, I was yeah. done. I was done. <laughs> Awful. Done. Terrible movie. Absolutely But done. apparently that was George Lucas's idea. Oh. And Spielberg was against it. Oh, they, he should have He should have put his foot <laughs> down and said, no, fuck off, I'm not doing it. Yeah. Because no. that was just, just spoiled it, was it totally for me. So, yeah. Uh, King. Yep. Just goes by the name King. Yep. Uh, is there a cartoon you really like that everyone else seems to hate? Well, this will surprise you, but I get a lot of comments that people hate Family Guy. Oh, you're kidding me. Yeah. I love Family yeah, Guy. Yeah, Family Guy. I love it. It is brilliant. Yeah. Great show. We used to work with a guy that looked like... Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> well, he had a little, little yeah, Peter Griffin on yeah, his desk. Yeah, Peter Griffin yeah. on his desk. Everyone, everyone called him Pete, Pete, Pete Griffin. Griffin. yeah. Uh, Alan, Alan Marsh, if you're listening. <laughs> yeah, he had his little <laughs> great old Marsh on his on his um, on his great computer. fella. One of the great, yeah. one of the greatest fellows I've ever but had. Yeah, in apparently, my life. a lot of people hate Family Guy for some reason. I don't know. There you go. Yeah, no, it's a it's a brilliant great brilliant show. Pattern. Ross, yep. the film critic. What's your yep. what's your unpopular opinion on a film? I'm sure I have a lot. Um, 2001: A Space Odyssey, I think, you. is I'm an awful you. movie. I'm with you. Pretentious, just a and great just piece of shit. Yeah, exactly right. That and Clockwork Orange. Clockwork, uh, yeah, it's not on the same level for me. I, I, uh, yeah, I didn't really like it that much, but I feel like, yeah, not great. Yeah, no, Space Odyssey. Oh. I think, I think what we're getting at here is Stanley Kubrick was not as great as everyone makes no, him out to was, be. He made some absolute. The Shining trash. is one of my favorite movies of all time, yeah. but I don't think I can name another Kubrick film that I really loved. Um, you loved Full Metal Jacket. Oh, like, yeah, I still haven't film. watched it's it. It's a brilliant film. It is a brilliant um, film. But yeah, that's but that it. one with Tom Cruise. And oh, Eyes Wide Shut. Oh, dreadful as well. What a piece of trash is that? <laughs> Let's there you move go. On that's a big one. Really, put a my lot of in. a lot of people are going to get Sherman. Yep. Shai Sherman. What is your favorite? What is, what? Blah. Let's say that again. Yeah. What is your favorite of Disney Plus's original documentary series? I know you've. I know you have enjoyed many of them, especially oh, recently. They've all been great. Marvel Six One Six was great. We yep. had the Inside Pixar was great. That was brilliant. Uh, we had um, the um, One Day at Disney is really good. Um, I feel like oh, the Mandalorian one was fantastic. Yeah, the Disney Gallery. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Um, but I think the best one so far has been the Imagineering story. Oh, that's by far. brilliant! Terrific, yeah, absolutely brilliant. Loved it. So good. Uh, Mayo Mayo Cordero. Yep. Uh, who of the Marvel Who of the Marvel heroes do you like the most? I, I always struggle. I can't. I, I can't. They're like, well, what's this? Old mate Rick has been bending down to grab something. I don't know what's going on here? Oh no! He's what's this? Oh no! He's got his Iron Man helmet on. 
doesn't turn off. No, because you took the batteries out because oh, they kept going the off at like 2 a.m. In the middle of the night, didn't it? Yeah. <laughs> kept so going yeah, off at... Me. Iron Man. Oh, oh, there we go. Jeez. Oh, boy. Iron Man. Iron Man for me. There you go. Um, I, I can't Iron pick. Man. I love Iron Man. I love Captain America. I love Black Widow. I love Thor. Um, my if if I can't if you talk about like comics, Ant Man is my favorite character in the comics. Um, but on on the on the screen, I just can't pick. I think they're all fantastic. I love them all. Yeah, no, they. But for, for me, I love Iron Man. Yeah, I mean it's brilliant. I mean it's a character that I knew, I knew nothing about until mm. the film, and yeah, he's uh, he's one of my favorites. Him yeah. and him and Superman, but you know, it's a different. Yeah, exactly. Um, Chris Sanders. Yep. How how do you import movies from from the UK to Australia? Is Zavi the best option, or is there a cheaper way to import movies? Uh, well, I've found ever since Amazon UK stopped shipping here that Zavi was like the only option, um, especially when it's cheap. When it comes to like cheap imports, or like just in general being able to import, um, Amazon UK does offer shipping shipping now through um, through the Amazon Global Store. Yep. We've picked up a lot of stuff really cheap on that yeah. recently, like $10 movies and shit on Blu-ray. So check out the Global Store, Amazon UK. I think that's your best stop now, um, especially if you've got Prime. You get the free shipping over 50 bucks. That's another perk of Prime, by the way. We were talking about Prime before. Yeah, 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 yeah. A good perk is if you want to get a lot of like imports from the Global Store, you get free shipping over 50 bucks. Um, so I think that's a good way. Otherwise, they don't have everything on there. I found one called Rare Waves. Uh, they both have a eBay. They've been on eBay for years, and I've imported from them uh, for for quite a while. Uh, but they they now started their own web store, and the prices on there are actually cheaper. So if you can get on there, and they've got some stuff. But I think your yep. first port would be Amazon UK. I would be hesitant with Zavi, especially because of my experience with them over the last few stuff. months and the experience I've had. A lot of people messaging saying that they, especially again when it comes to ordering ten things and they all come separately, and you're waiting months and months and months. Until they fix that, I would not recommend shopping with Zavi. Yeah, no, nah, it's the same. Yeah. Yeah, like, they're just taking forever to ship stuff. Yeah. And, you know, how many, st- how many things from them have you had go missing the last oh, few a months? A couple. A couple have had so, a, have a couple of things replaced. But they re- they always replace them. But Yeah, exactly. They always replace matter. them, and they sometimes they usually arrive, but, like, two months later, and sometimes yeah, exactly damaged. Right. Um, one last one. one. I, forgot, I forgot a name. Yeah. Um, would you ever do it? Would you ever do a special cartoon evolution on Astro Boy? One of my favourites, actually. Uh, anime is animation, after all. I don't usually take evolution requests on the podcast because I get them a lot. I get them all the time. I'm mm. still getting people even emailing them through now. Oh. Still, <laughs> but Astro, I grew up with Astro Boy. And yeah. I loved it. Now, I've seen, uh, now Astro Boy in Prince Planet. Yeah. Well, so this is the this is the thing. I've I plucked this out because I get asked a lot, and what I feel is that. Yeah, anime is animation after all, but I'm not very proficient in anime. It's like a whole new, different world for me to have to learn. I've never really watched anime. I used to watch Astro Boy when I was younger, Dragon Ball Z, Pokemon. That's probably like the, the most extent. of my the extent yeah. of my knowledge. Um, I've seen a couple of the Studio Ghibli films, but that's about it. So I feel like for me, it would be like diving into unknown territory. Um, I'm having to study new people, new uh, arts, new whatever. I'm really at the moment focused on doing Western animation, Amer- like a bit particularly focused on the American animation studios and trying to really tell a concise history of American animation through my videos. Mm. But, but I've always said I will make an exception for something like Astro Boy where they have had such an enormous impact on Western, Western animation society, yeah. or Western society. Yep. 
uh, because of the way you know it became a real cult mm. thing. It was Prince. Really... Pl- it was Pl- Prince Planet anime as well, or was oh, that Western? P- Prince Planet was anime. Yes, you're right. I'm confusing it with um, Prince. Um, no, what was his name? The Planet guy. The um, um, the the green. There was like a real green program. Who was a superhero that was about um, oh, uh, Captain, oh. Captain Planet. Captain Planet. Captain yeah. Planet. Prince Planet was anime, and I believe it was one of the first animes to come um, to Western society, Prince Planet and Astro Boy. So they're the two I would probably cover at some point, yeah. and that would probably be my jumping point into, into perhaps anime. covering yeah. more anime on the channel. Because they, they were they were standout for me as a kid. I yeah. absolutely loved them. Yeah. I would watch it every time it was on te- every mm-hmm. time it was on TV. Yeah, um, and I think I've got a box set, an Astro Boy box set. Maybe do, I think yeah. should sit down and have a bit of a look at them again. Yeah, but I loved them. I loved, I loved all that sort of stuff. So that'd be yeah, that'd be good to jump into that. Yeah, it's not on the list of priorities at the moment, no. but it is something that might might get to at some point. Well, now we've gone way over. We better go. Yeah. Uh, way well, over today. Sorry, people. We're at, uh, getting to two hours here. We won't do this every week, I promise you. There's just a lot of stuff. Just a lot of stuff in these few weeks. And there's some stuff we dropped, too. Yeah, we dropped off. Um, drop beers and stuff like that I wanted to talk about. But yeah, we'll, we'll get, get to, to that next later. Time. Yeah. Um, that's all we have for time for today. Mm. As we said, unfortunately, thank you for listening. It's been most enjoyable. Um, yeah, it was. Um, I had fun. We sit here, we chat, talk some shit. A lot of shit. Um, yeah, a lot of shit. And then the time just flows. And we hope it's okay. Let me know if you don't like us like getting near two hours. Uh, but, of course, the podcast goes out every Monday on all podcasting platforms, including Apple Podcasts, Spotify, Google Podcasts, Amazon Music, and Audible. The visual element is available to view on YouTube and goes out two days early as a Patreon supporters. Head to patreon.com forward slash Dave Lee down under the support. Uh, the Dave Lee down under brand for as little as a dollar a month. You can find me on YouTube at David Lee Down Under Head uh, and over on Twitter, Instagram. Um, again, links down in the description below if you want to head over to that stuff. Follow me, please. Follow. If you want to write into the show, you can shoot an email to davelypod at gmail.com or you know, get me on any of those other social media things out there. If you're listening on podcast platform, please leave a review and a rating. Only good ones. Only good ones. It does help. YouTube preview. Um, last week, a bunch of cartoon news went up ton of cartoon news I dropped, um, including a breakdown of the Tom and Jerry trailer, which you can check out. My review of Inside Pixar went up as well. Again, great series. And we um, yeah did a review on that. You can check that out. And my review of Marvel 616 is finally up there. Finally there. As is my interview with episode director Paul Shear and executive producer Sarah Amos. Both lovely, lovely people. So Worth go and check that look out. At. Definitely. I really enjoyed it. I think it's the best one I've done so far from AC mm. So Myself. I enjoyed that one. Um, I launched my surprise evolution, which I can also talk about now, which was the Animaniacs. There you go. I told you you'd love it. I told you to love it. It's my best performing one of 2020. Yeah, it's almost on 100,000 views in like two days. Awesome. Which has not happened to one of these for a long time. that's really surprised me with Animaniacs. It surprised me too. I didn't realise there was still such a following. I didn't know either, but I did a couple of like um, uh, breakdown videos and they all did really well, like 20,000, 30,000 views. I did one that did over 100,000 and I realised people love it. So let's do a cartoon evolution. You guys spoke and I did it. 
So there you go. Cartoon Evolution, Animaniacs is up there. Um, Charlie Brown and Snoopy was meant to be coming up this week, the Evolution, but I'm delaying it until the 30th because, again, I did it's that. Time constraints. It's just really. time constraints, really. There's been too much to do, and I want to do it to my best, like 100%, and I know you guys want it to be 100% as well. So I'm pushing that. It's still going to be coming out this month, so you still have two Evolutions this month, but it'll be done on the 30th, and I'm confident that I will have it done by then. Uh, otherwise, this week, not too much big stuff. I'm going to have a review for Disney Plus Black Beauty film, which you'll be watching tonight reviewing over the weekend and that'll go up I think on Tuesday or Wednesday when the embargo is uh, the film goes out on Friday this Friday November 27th uh, we'll probably have some cartoon news along the way but I'm really going to knuckle, knuckle down on Charlie Brown no Animaniacs review there's no way for me to watch it they haven't launched it in Australia which is very annoying but we got a bunch of Blu-ray DVD updates I need to film it I don't know there's a lot of stuff heaps heaps, heaps of stuff stuff coming up but this week with that delivery you had the other day yeah oh, oh yeah God. we didn't talk about that Oh, my Lord, I was going to talk about that. We had this delivery of stuff from Shock, one of my distributor friends at Shock, um, and they sent me like 16 box sets of stuff that I need to cover in a video, and it was like that scene in the Santa Claus, you know, where he opens the door and there's boxes and boxes of, uh, like, the naughty and nice list. Yep. That first year, he's Santa Claus. Uh, it was like that. There were, like, these three or four massive boxes, and thinking, oh, my Lord, what is this? And it was all this <laughs> stuff from Shock, awesome stuff. And I'll be covering that again in the video you see me posting about it on social media and everything. But anyway, that's a couple of weeks down the line. This week, not too much. i got to knuckle down on Charlie Brown and Snoopy Doll. Got to get that out. All right. Thanks, guys, for listening, and thanks to old mate Rick for joining me. Thanks, Really guys. appreciate it. Take Spend it easy, guys. Day.